I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. to the republic for which it stands under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all know it's coming and it's not going to be pretty. It's great to have storable food, but when that runs out, what are you going to do? Your best defense against the coming apocalypse is to have seeds so you can grow your own food. So I've been looking for various different seeds for the last couple of years and off the bat, almost all seed companies are the same as long as they're non-GMO, heirloom, yada, yada. But it's the following years that really concern me. So I bought a whole bunch of seeds last year. And when you get seeds, there's, there's a lot of seeds in a pack, a whole lot. You're probably not going to use them all if you have a small garden. So you want to make sure they last again the following year. So the best company I found for these seeds is called Survival Essentials. And when you go on their webpage, it says your best defense against the coming apocalypse. So Go to survival-essentials.com, save 10% with promo code DEFIANT, and get ready because we're gonna need to eat. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the food in the grocery store anymore. I don't trust it unless I can plant the seed with my own hands and watch it grow with my own eyes and know where it's coming from and feed it to my family. So survival-essentials.com, promo code DEFIANT, saves you 10%. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci, 
We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. I had a dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. 
The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly while your parents were asleep. Now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn they've sworn and now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died, or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. I know why you're here, Neil. I know what you've been doing. I know why you hardly sleep. Why you live alone and why night after night you sit at your computer. You're looking for him. I know because I was once looking for the same thing. And when he found me, he told me I wasn't really looking for him. I was looking for an answer. It's the question that drives us, Neo. It's the question that brought you here. You know the question, just as I did. Lock down all towns, everybody slow down, give them everything you have. Mask up, backs up, get your body trashed up Better do what they ask It's alright, okay, sorry but you can't pray Gotta keep the church doors closed No superstitions, a saint politician Will tell you what you need to know Citizen fools and brand new rules Make everyone a hero now So keep your distance, no resistance Only do what you're allowed Cash that check, go dance in the wreck, but just don't speak your mind. 
Get your facts from the paid contracts Cause never will they tell a lie They don't know me They don't own me Oh God help us all Look what we've become Oh God help us all what we have done See no evil Bow to the needle Didn't we turn out great Sick is the new health Poor is the new wealth Truth is whatever they say Expert lectures Media protectors Tell me who to love and hate Jail in the network Hail to the Zuckberg Head down just behave Liberty, freedom, angels, demons Someone's in control Well no way, no how, I wouldn't say it too loud Don't you know they're on patrol? Need more likes, post up, let's fight There's no way that you're wrong Gotta listen to the science Cause it's all about compliance You agree or you're gone But they don't know me And they don't own me Oh God, help us all Look what we've become Oh God help us all And fix what we have done Sell my info, hacked and don't know Show me what I need to buy Sex consumption, no corruption Just as advertised You've been labeled and I've been enabled Better apologize Propaganda, racist slander, time to organize Shot bang, who's next, brain dead, useless, show it on the TV screen Tell me who to vote for, gotta start a new war, wouldn't wanna live in peace Divide and conquer, weak not stronger, everybody know your place Do it now, won't hurt, dig into your own dirt, virtue found its grave, they don't know me Don't own me. Oh God, help us all. Look what we've become. Oh God, help us all and fix what we have done. Inside Sin for silence, mainstream message Won't you guide us, you know what is best For our own good Anti this and anti that Cancel this and cancel that Take it to the streets and the neighborhoods Worship actors, food and drugs Brand yourself, give them your blood Don't believe your eyes, don't look around Fake news rumors, okay boomer Ignorance will stain our future Will you make it through or burn it down? Oh God, oh God, help us all Oh God, help us all Oh God, oh God, help us all Oh God, help us all Oh God, 
to another edition of true spiracy true spiracy number 90 what is the world coming to we got a guest coming on john Kerwin will be with us this afternoon um he'll be here in about 45 minutes or so. 45 minutes or so yep we asked him to come in a little later so that we could take care of some housekeeping things exactly I mean, because our intro is so long and with me of course is my much better beloved better half v lynn hello everybody what's up How's everyone Happy doing? Happy weekend. Yes. Hopefully you're not under snow and hopefully it's not four degrees outside or negative 44 degrees outside. Unless you're in Buffalo, New York, <clears throat> in which case go to the stadium. They're paying people 20 bucks an hour to play in the snow. Yeah, to throw snow out of the stadium. So seriously, you go hang out with them. That's cool. That'd be fun. Before the game tomorrow afternoon at 430 when it snows again tonight. <laughs> Good luck with that one. But shit. They are literally hiring the residents of Buffalo to come and remove snow from the stadium because they couldn't get the professional snow removers to get the fuck out there. They do that every year, though. They do do that every year. Buffalo, especially any yeah. of the stadiums with snow. Green Bay does it. Um, if they have a home game in the postseason, 90% of the time they hire the locals to come in and help remove snow. Yep. It's one of those things that helps everybody get involved in the game. No, I know. But I heard about it this morning. They were supposed to have like professional snow removal people out there mm -hmm. after the blizzard. But um, there's still a travel advisory or like they, whatever they're they're in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. So the professional snow remover people were like, "Sorry, we can't come because we're still under like so a whole bunch of rednecks." No big travel truck showed up and so, said, "Okay, yeah. we'll make so it the happen." So were like, "Fuck, we'll do it. We don't give a fuck about the travel advisory. We'll go. Let's have fun. Sure. Why not?" Hey, you know what? Got to got to you got to get it done. Oh. Feels like negative 30. So, yeah. Uh, see, everybody's uh, talking about negative, negative 10. Feels like negative 30 DQ. Negative 22, but it is four out. It's nine, negative, negative nine. nine. Bearside's sitting at negative five. <laughs> negative 18. Damn. Our front door code pad froze and we were locked out. Neighbor saved us with his heat gun. There Damn. You go. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking. It was sixty nuts. here today. <laughs> yeah, it's well. <laughs> no, it was fifty something. Fifty-seven. It did, never got out of the fifties. So it, it pretty nice actually. We got up to fifty-five, and it's not really ducks, gone much further than that. Since we missed didn't do Freedom Gardens yesterday because we were hanging fences, hanging fence panels, which we yes. got quite a bit done. Um, we were going to do more today, but we decided to snuggle with the dogs instead, so that didn't happen. Anyway, but uh, the ducks, you know, we have geese in the pond. And uh, they have a gosling, a little baby. And ducks are so such social creatures. They love babies. Like, they will accept any baby into their flock. It doesn't matter. You throw a baby at a duck, and they're like, okay, come on, let's go swimming. So the geese brought the gosling over to the chicken duck area, the fenced-in area. And they were like, come on, let's go swimming. Check out our baby. And the ducks were like, well, okay, if you're in the water, I guess it's okay for us. And now they won't get out of the fucking pond. <laughs> So the four of them were swimming in front of the deck, in front of the dog yard, just swimming in circles in front, driving the dogs nuts. They went down and did it the other end of the pond, too, to drive the neighbor's dogs nuts yesterday. Man, they're having a blast. So when you hear our dogs start barking, it's because of our ducks. Yes. Just to let you know. But I got it. It was You're so heartwarming. It was so heartwarming to see the ducks in the pond. We've had the ducks for two years. Yeah, they've never gone in the and pond. And they've never gone in the pond. And we have a huge pond. And now they're in the pond. Now they're in the pond. So now you can be happy. I shut can. up. 
until the gators come back and the ducks are like fuck that we're not going to the pond ever again <laughs> once it gets warm out again and the gators come back exactly poor things but hey, hey you know what they're ha- you know you what get hot? i do i figure you know what if the ducks get eaten by a predator by a gator or something if one of the ducks gets eaten at least it had an amazingly wonderful duck life in the pond for the little bit of time that it had because for, it for, would suck to be a, a duck your entire life and never get to go in a pond because the fucking gators like literally the first time they went in the pond the gator came and said hello and they were like never mind <laughs> and, but it, not going in the pond again but it would suck to like to be a duck your whole life and only have to like swim in a little duck bathing pool it's kind of like being a human and just stuck going back and forth to work every yes. day and not doing anything else exactly yeah. so the ducks got to be real ducks and yeah that's good yeah there you that's go good made, made my heart warm anyway there you go so let's get high. one more time let's get back to this you want to get hot yes okay well you know what time it is and that's why i wanted him to come out at three because it's like hey we always start out early so yeah funny. it's 4 20 somewhere close enough it's 4 17 somewhere somewhere i think in the middle of the atlantic sure jamaica Mm. i am making a mess i've been on a cleaning binge too it's 420 in jamaica right now no they're not two hours ahead of (laughs) us oh they're they're an hour behind behind us. us so we got so now that I got to the end of um, producing podcasts and we are all caught up, I found a couple that never went out. Which ones never went out? The two that we did live in Jamaica. Speaking of Jamaica. Really? They never went out. I think because they're very, they're, they're more <laughs> visual based than audio based. And we didn't have at that time the ability to put video on Apple and whatnot. Because we were doing like the tour of the... The, the, the hotel yeah, and yeah yeah exactly but now that we have video available through apple i think i'm going to produce those <laughs> compress them and put it out that way so we might have just an extra podcast for fun not that we're doing it's been done it's been done it's been we're done just gonna, July. we're gonna release it yeah classical chick you moved your studio and made a mess on three floors that's awesome Yesterday, I, I baked a ham. I think I put a picture of it in the telegram. It's fucking beautiful. <clears throat> I made a loaf of bread. I made lemon cookies. And my kitchen is still clean. You know you're impressed right now because I've never done that in the fucking 20 years we've been together. <laughs> Unless I was doing it. <laughs> Unless you were doing it. <sighs> yes. I told my mother that when I could hear the question in her mind that she didn't ask. What are you talking about? She fell out of her seat. No, no. She was like, what are you talking about? You kept something clean. And then she said organized. And and it was like, oh, my God. I told her that I. Those two words. I told her that I, I, I told you that I have been planning on getting organized for 2024 and that you keep falling out of your seat laughing. So did your mom. I know. But I'm I'm getting there. I've got momentum now. The big mo. Yes. <coughs> so guys, what are you doing today? Because there's no football game this afternoon. There's not another game until the cowgirls play tonight. And no one watches anyway. Exactly. 
They're here. I guess you'll watch us, huh? The only thing the NFL could do is play the Chiefs. The hell was it? The Chiefs, um, Chiefs Cincinnati Bengals fucking playoff game from last year. They're playing it tonight or today. Seriously? Yeah. Yikes. Like, well, there's nothing else. There's put on no some reruns games. of something or That's something. That's what they're playing. They're playing a rerun from last football, year. Though. No one gives a fuck about that. I don't think anybody gave a fuck about it last year, to be honest with you. Exactly. Just hey. Oh, wow. I mean, we know how it ended out. You know, Bengals ended up losing anyway, much like the Browns did yesterday. What the fuck? Cleveland. Holy shit. You guys have an epic way of fucking shit up. But that was epic. That was fucking beyond epic. That was the best meltdown I've ever seen. Have you ever seen that that meme with the dumpster rolling down the street and the bitches on fire? It had a great big Browns logo on the side of it. I swear to God. I mean, don't get me wrong. Eagles haven't played yet. Yeah, I know. Tomorrow night, they could completely choke like the Browns did, too. You mean like they However, have like the last six games? Yeah, they've only won two out of their last six. But, however, fuck, Browns fan, it was, it was 35 fucking 10 at halftime. And everybody was telling me, oh, we got top-rated defense out there. Okay. Where's that defense? Just don't, asking. Don't know. Don't care, personally. Anyway, classical <laughs> chick says I live here and I don't give a shit about the Bengals. See? Yeah. It's the one thing. Look, it's the only thing. I I don't give a shit. It's the one thing I want to watch. Oh, no, I've always see. watched football my whole what? entire life. All right. Okay, hold on. So this morning, we got we actually got out of bed like super late, like 10 o'clock. Mick and Annie were cuddled up nose to nose. It was the cutest freaking thing you've ever seen. I got some pictures even. So fucking cute. Sound asleep. But, uh, and I woke up really early for, I was up at like 7.30. But You're I just, a weirdo. I know. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me. I didn't go to bed till midnight and I was exhausted. And then I woke up at 7.30 and I couldn't go back to sleep. So I was just watching TV and chilling. Uh, I didn't even come smoke. I just like laid in bed for two hours. Anyway. Um, but this morning we got up and we came in here in the studio and I was watching the, uh, Tucker Carlson, Dennis Quaid interview. Did y'all see that? And Dennis Quaid's talking about the upcoming grid down scenario, be it from a solar flare or an EMP or nuclear bomb, uh, whatever it is. Basically, Dennis Quaid's like, we're fucked. Uh, 100% guaranteed chance of us getting hit by something and it's setting us back into the Stone Age and 90% of the population dying. Okay. And so Mick asked me, he's like, why are you watching? No amnesty. Why are you watching that? So what are you talking about? No amnesty. Dennis Quaid was pushing the jabs. Okay. Well, right now he's not talking about jabs, but the fact that someone paid him to push the jabs and now he's on Tucker talking about this power down scenario. I wonder who's paying him to talk about that now because you know it's coming. But here's my question for you, babe. Why are you still watching football? No amnesty. Touche. Because in the sport, <laughs> because in the sport, the actual sport itself, 
There's nothing in the sport where on second down and 35, the, the losing team has to take a shot in the arm of some untested fucking No, jab. they pull out the playbook that someone's already written for them and they see who wins the next down. Exactly. Exactly. And then right after it's that, there's a commercial opera. that says brought to you by Pfizer where they pan over to Taylor Swift fucking dancing in this freaking stadium with Jason Kelsey with his two fucking band-aids on his arm laying on a stretcher. Exactly. I mean, seriously, how many no times has, how many times has Jason Kelsey been on a stretcher? Probably two or three times since he's been in the NFL that people have seen. Hey, I'm just look. I was saying no amnesty because why is this guy coming out now? Why is he talking about this now? Exactly. What? That's my point. This because he was pushing it. So he was telling everybody if you didn't get, he was one of the ones that if you remember back to COVID, I know it's a long time ago for some of you, but if you remember back to COVID, he was one of the guys that after the Sean Penn interview on. Hannity, he was one of the guys that went on Hannity and dared the same thing. He actually and he said the same thing. He went out for uh, Trump at the very beginning. And when Trump was still president, when the jab first, first, first rolled out, uh, he went on and there was a big hubbaloo because people said that he was campaigning for Trump because he was pushing the Trump vaccine. And he had to make a statement about how it, he wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't pushing, political. It's about, it was about people's health, yada, yada, yep, whatever. This, that, the other thing. And he is. He's, I saw that next. It's awesome. He's quadruple jabbed with um, boosts and everything. So he, he's not. I'm just saying, OK, I, I get I get where you're coming from with the amnesty part. I'm just saying why the, the NFL hasn't switched their position on it. <laughs> Uh, from what I understand, it's still optional for the players. Mm -hmm. If they want to get it, they can get it. Oh, yeah. If they don't get it, it's not that they're not going to play. They're still going to play. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron no, matter, Rogers, yeah. no matter what you say, Aaron Rodgers is still playing football in the National Football League. So Aaron Rodgers can't say, well, I was fired because of it. Because he wasn't. No. The NFL has been, been pretty legit about it. They said, look, you can get it if you want. They were toying with the idea of making it mandatory. They never did. Everybody toyed with the idea of making it mandatory. Mm -hmm. Everybody did. I know a lot of people still have, still did, and a lot of companies still why did. I, that's why I walked from my job. So it's you, you can't say that everybody did, and everybody made their own choices. And you're in the boat you're in because you made your choices. Mm -hmm. That's it. When you look at life, I, I hate this that it came from a cop, but it did. And it was one of probably his only smartest statement he ever made. But if you look at your life, life is based on a series of choices. You make a choice for every choice. There is an equal and opposite reaction to that choice. Meaning if you make a good choice, good things will come of it. If you make a bad choice, very bad things will come of it. Your choices direct the direction of your life to say that someone doesn't have a choice. That's a whole other issue. That's a whole other bag of beans that now you're tiltering, you're, you're teetering down the idea of fascism mixed with socialism. 
which is never good because both have different outcomes that neither one wants. Wow. So you really, you take away that choice. You're basically, for us in America, we look at it this way, we're losing freedom. It's that choice that puts us where we want to be. Think about it. Um, how many guy? How many of you guys sit back like uh, in Napoleon Dynamite, his uncle, Uncle Rico, that shows up? I hated that movie. I, mean, I watched five I, minutes I know, of it and stopped. I, I know. I, haven't, I, I know. never seen the whole I, thing. I know. I, we know. Just we know. We know your opinion. We get it. <laughs> For the rest of us that love dumb humor, the whole part of him where he can't escape. Man, if I only made that pass. And I got to play in that game. I could have won that game and it would have changed my whole life. That literally is true. Because that one event in his life was so pivotal for him, he could never escape it. How many of you are like that? How many of you look back on your life and say, man, fuck that, that one thing. If I had just done that one thing differently, Where would I be today? Guess what? That one thing is that all-consuming black hole. That's what your world surrounds is surrounded by. You have made choices based off of that decision from that day that has taken you away from the direction you wanted to go. Took you off your path. Once you get off your path, it's really hard to get back on it. It's that choice. And this isn't a political thing. Believe it or not, this isn't a political rant. I'm not going to go, oh, well, you should. That's why you got to choose Trump. No, I'm not. I don't care if you follow Trump or not. I don't care if you're voting for Trump or not. It's about freedom. You vote for who you want to vote for. What I present you with is the shit that they're not telling you. The shit you don't see. For instance, one of the big things we missed. Well, I'll be completely honest about it. We both missed this. Oh, yeah. Huge fucking news, folks. Did you all hear about this? I, I'm, I'm sure you did. No, it wasn't this one. Hold on. But... Understand, this goes back to what I've been telling you about the news to begin with. Remember, every bit of news that we get. Uh, do you guys remember Good Morning Vietnam? Do you all remember Good Morning Vietnam? Remember how he was in the beginning when he was still working for the radio in Vietnam when he got there, um, AFN, which is true, the Armed Forces News Network. That is a, a true news network. It is 100% real. I've listened to it. I've been in other countries. They still do the same propaganda. They push out the same propaganda on there that our current message is. So that way, the message that we have in country never changes. You hear it everywhere. It is a bit of a psychological operation. That's exactly what it is. But he, when he was at AFN and he's getting the news scrub, those two twins, they're sitting right across from each other. And he has to pull the news off the teleprompter, bring it to them. They look at the news at the teleprompter and they circle the shit that he can read and they X out and scribble out the shit he can't read. <coughs> that 
is what is going that is what is essentially going on with the news today the only shit that they know will not do any harm is the shit that's fit to print and yeah we missed this couldn't fucking believe it this is from october 23rd and it's uncle jack too that blows me away i mean yeah. that we watch everything from uncle jack but you know yeah, we're, we're waiting for more information. What we know right now is that there are new leaked audio tapes. And the audio appears to reveal that Kerry, and of course we know that Kerry, along with many others from the Obama administration, are now on Biden's foreign policy team. He is the special climate envoy. He divulged to Zarif the details of over 200 clandestine Israeli military operations taken against Iranian targets in uh, in the last several years, he's always been uh, obviously cozying up, as you say, to the Iranians. If this is confirmed, what an incredible disgrace. If this is confirmed, should he step down, in your view? Well, I think it was confirmed. There would be no doubt about it. I, he would be asked to step down. Uh, I don't see how the administration could have anybody serving them in any capacity whatsoever who committed such an egregious violation well today he stepped down or yesterday last night at 5 p.m eastern standard time he submitted his resignation and he stepped down with no charges of treason yes that is a hundred percent fucking treason isn't his daughter didn't he marry his daughter his stepdaughter off to an Iran iranian mullah no, he's married. The only reason he has any significance at all is because of his wife, because his wife I know, is no, no. Sheila it's Hines. Hines. But I want to say his, if, his if, kid if, is if married. That, to, his daughter is married at, to an Iranian. That mula. might be. But that was done at the Hines family's request, not at his. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He doesn't have control like that. Trust me. He is the biggest puppet out there. Yeah. John Kerry's daughter made, married to an Iranian. Huh. Wouldn't surprise me. In 2009, um, here we go. In 2009, his daughter, let's see. All right. Uh, the daughter of secretary, he was secretary of state at the time. Yeah. Daughter of secretary of state, John Kerry, Dr. Vanessa Bradford Kerry, John Kerry's younger daughter by his first wife. So not the Heinz kid. This is his kid. Okay, so this is his kid. Married an Iranian-American physician named Dr. Brian Baruz Vala Nahid. Uh, Baruz Nahid is the son of Nushin and Reza Vala Nahid of Los Angeles. Brian's Persian birth name is Bar uh, Baruz Vala Nahid, but is now shortened and Americanized to Brian Nahid. At the time of his engagement to Bradford Carey, there was rarely any mention of Nahid's Persian-Iranian ancestry, even in the official wedding announcement in the October 2009 issue of the New York Times carefully avoids any reference to Dr. Naid's birthplace, which is uncommon in wedding announcements Shall and starts his biography from his college years. Um, gee, do you think secretary Kerry should have recused himself from the negotiations with Iran at the very outset because of his longstanding relationship to his Iranian counterpart, Mohammad Javid Zarif. Let me explain. Zarif is the current minister of foreign affairs in the Rouhani administration and has held various significant diplomatic and cabinet posts since the 1990s. He was Kerry's chief counterpart in the nuclear deal negotiations. Secretary Kerry and Zarif 
first met over a decade ago at a dinner party hosted by George Soros at his Manhattan penthouse. What a surprise. I have to say connecting the dots gets more and more frightening. But it gets even worse. Guess who was the best man at the 2009 wedding between Carrie's daughter, Vanessa, and Barizvala Nahid? That would be Javid Zarif's son. Does this bother anyone? Apparently, Carrie only revealed his daughter's marriage to an Iranian-American once he had taken over as Secretary of State, but the subject never came up in his Senate confirmation hearing, either because Carrie never disclosed it or because his former colleagues were too polite to bring it up. Okay, so he's got a question. Is it bad enough? Bad enough yet? Anybody? Just wondering, asking for a friend. I can't believe I even pulled that out of my memory. We, here you go. We missed it. Our bad. But we just caught it all. And now we know this motherfucker's a spy. And now what? He just retired. How easy is it for him to pass information over a family dinner through his daughter's husband to an Iranian minister. Hang this. No, 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 no. Not just hang him. Draw and quarter this cocksucker. Ship his body parts to all four corners of this nation as a warning. Put his head on a fucking pike and stick it on the top of the Washington Monument as a warning. Do it again. Fuck around and find out. Can you imagine if he had become president? The people understand this is us. This is where we say, no, 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 no. You're not doing it anymore. Look at this. Your border. Texas DP, DPS National Guard took it over. Huh? Funny. No, no illegal crossings over there. Hmm. That's odd. It's odd since since D, since the National Guard took it over. Wow. Why aren't you coming? Well, Wait, I thought thought that the surge is so much that we've got to come through <laughs> Eagle Pass. Why? Where did everybody go? Government isn't doing their fucking job. And it's obvious. The National Guard is making the fucking Border Patrol look like a bunch of pussies. They are. Hey, they These are guys that 22 do 22 of them after us. These are the guys that do it once a weekend twice two weekends a month two weekends a month and once in the summer mm -hmm. one week in the summer they're not even guys that do this all the time yeah but they're texans seriously this is folks this this is the point give me, give me one texan for any five active duty military soldiers right now today i'll take them this is seriously. the point I, I just, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I don't need, I don't know how to make it any more clear. Mm -hmm. We are fucked because of our own choices. We chose to try this. Oh, let's be a twink. Let's be so, and, let's be and, nice to everybody. And look where we're, look where it got us. Look where political correctness got us. Look where you faggots who get all pissed off because I can't start or end a sentence without saying fuck in it. Look at where that's gotten us. You beta bitches are the problem. Don't you understand your little fucking, oh, well, I'm going to be a pretend tough guy. 
in front of you, I'm going to be a bitch, but behind your back, I'm going to try and get you fired. Um, I, like these guys, hold on. No patience. This is apparently a, a French, um, paramilitary unit. You know, France is overrun with migrants just as we are. Yep. And uh, these dudes fucked with the wrong girls. that is faker than fuck yes it is <laughs> B, don't that's bullshit the fuck you playing that fake fucking bullshit for that is gayer than it uh, i mean it seemed like fun though you know gayer than AIDS. all right fine AIDS is pretty gay it is it is um all right we have about 20 minutes before John gets in here. You want to go for round two? Because yeah. then we're going to talk for like three hours about the, the state of the, of the world. world. Let me finish it up finish so I can it up repack and it. And then we'll repack it. <coughs> hmm. All right. Have you all heard about Disease X? I have. China's talking about it. Apparently, we've been talking about it since June of last year. No, we haven't. Oh, really? I, I haven't. Well, then how come Congress <coughs> packed, passed an act in June of last year? This is stuff that has never been put out. For a disease act. So I, why is... I know it's not. This has never been put sl out. Completely slipped under the radar. Yep. Uh, because this was not... Nope. You know, we pay attention to this shit. Uh, Disease X is the mystery contagion that the World Economic Forum is having a meeting about on January 17th of this year that they say could have 20 times more fatalities than COVID, which no one actually died from COVID. They died from COVID intervention. Folks, let me, let me explain something really quick. Think about this. This one thing, right? Disease X. Mm -hmm. If I was just doing this show by myself, there's a chance. I would agree with you. There's a chance that I might miss something. Okay, the two of us together, we don't miss anything. Ninety percent of the time, we confirm what we heard from the other person off of each other. Did you hear? Yep, sure es did. Especially Holy when shit. it comes to medical stuff, because you guys know I stay on top of that. We are all over that. If I started seeing something about in tweets or in something about the news about disease X, first thing I'd be asking, first person I'd be asking is her. Hey, what is this disease X shit? That's how I know there is no way that they ever talked about this before. So I've heard some scuttlebutt about disease X, but not this for sure. Not not here in America. Okay. I heard about it in China. I've not heard about it here in America. So you better believe this is pre-planned. They are working on bringing this sick plan to fruition, likely to derail the election against Donald Trump and ensure a repeat of 2020 happens. So disease X could cause the next pandemic, according to the WHO or Ebola or SARS or NIFA. Uh, is this smoking gun proof of nefarious government collusion with the WF and the WHO? Remember, they always tell you what's coming. Here you go. HR 3832, Disease X Act. 
of 2023. Which means that was a Republican House that pu published and pushed that through. Uh -huh. So get this, folks. Again, my question is, wait a minute. The Republicans are in charge and they, they're pushing this shit through, getting it passed. What is this about? What are you not being told? So with fresh warnings from the World Health Organization that an unknown disease X could result in 20 times more fatalities than the coronavirus pandemic, what novel efforts are needed to prepare healthcare systems for the multiple challenges ahead? The World Health Organization is worried about disease X and you should be too. Um, would it surprise you guys to learn that they are already working on a vaccine for disease X? mRNA based too. Of course it is. Of course because it is. Because all vaccines will now be mRNA mm -hmm. based. Literally, they say they don't know what this disease is. That's why they're calling it disease X. And it's not Marburg or it's not anything that's been previously named. Um, although a lot of people are making that assumption that they're just giving it this label of disease X right now. And then whatever the next major pandemic is, they'll just, you know, change it and fit it under disease X and let this act cover it. No, 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 no. Disease X is its own standing thing. It is not anything that's been previously named or invented or discovered or manipulated or anything like that. This is new. This is whatever new evil pestilence they're preparing to release on the earth. That is disease X. They're having a meeting about it this week. Okay. Which means it is going to be a pestilence. They've already done. It, it'll it'll be like a, they already have the whole thing planned. It's going to be like um, freaking agenda 2030, uh, 2035 or something, whatever, 2042. The, no, the one. Yeah, the one that they did when they did the COVID planning out before yeah. they released COVID. Well, that was agenda 2000 or 20, uh, 2001. Okay. Or, yeah. Uh, that was the first event, meeting. Event 201. Event 201. Event 201. This is that. Except it's like event 401 or whatever, the okay. fifth generation. Um, and yes, the, the vaccine mRNA changes your DNA. That is 100% been confirmed. Well, do you, you do understand the reason why they use mRNA and they're not doing it the old fashioned way, right? And the M doesn't stand for messenger and stands for modified. Yes. The reason that they're using the mRNA based vaccines is because they, first of all, they, they can breed them with your system at any time they don't need an incubation period no, what you're normally waiting on the longest part is the incubation period to create a crystallized cell that can actually pierce the blood brain membrane that normally takes about 10 to 15 years to grow in a lab and to actually produce results from in a lab and then it can be mass produced after that. It can be synthesized and then replicated after that. It's easy after that. But that initial one takes forever to do. Well, the easier way to do it, well, let's do it with a spike protein that's mRNA based, which is your modified RNA that your body already recognizes anyway. Uh, on Stono, I am our doctor at this point. We've left the sick care system yeah, fuck that not going back um we don't we don't play that game and we both came down with this nasty crud the whole family had it the kids got it first they brought it home um i got it right off the bat then mick got it and you know we were down for a week man i i went back and i watched when i was editing 
I watched the good book that I did that one morning when I was so sick. I mean, I looked like death warmed over like <laughs> Christmas morning. Oh yeah. Christmas morning. It was so, it was so bad. Um, I was really, really sick, but I, uh, you know, we took all natural medicine, um, some cardio miracle and, uh, I made a smoothie with, um, well, for me, I made it with like pineapple and ginger and turmeric and black pepper and some Tabasco, fresh Tabasco. And, uh, you know, blended it all together and drank that. And that really helped mix immune system is good enough. His metabolism is good enough. It pretty much kicks anything out anyway. But no, we will never have another injection. Um, no, nothing no. will pierce our skin, either us or our children. Because it, it, how how can you trust it? You, you didn't. You didn't know about COVID until when? Think, think about this one. One of the big ones, like somebody was just telling me the other day, the reason that they're also rolling out this thing about the heart issues now. Have you heard more, more and more about heart issues? And like one of the things I, I noticed the other day, I was listening to commercial regular terrestrial radio. And uh, I, I started noticing like for the hour that I had to listen to it, it was like the same commercials that were repeating were all heart related commercials. Like the drugs that they were trying to push were all heart drugs, all brought to you, of course, by Pfizer. Um, and I was sitting there going, Holy shit, this is like, so the next thing is going to be the heart. And the guy that I was with in my, in the truck, he, he looked at me, he goes, what are you talking about? I was like, listen to the commercials while you're just driving your truck. Just listen to the commercials on terrestrial radio. They always like have like, a year ago, they were playing nothing but COVID commercials. Um, and strokes. Yeah, uh, COVID and strokes. Yeah. Now it's heart. Now it's now it's this, it's not AFib. It's uh, irregular heartbeat, but not AFib. That's the one that I keep hearing over and over again. Irregular heartbeat, but not AFib. And I'm like, AFib is an irregular heartbeat. Um. I, I, I confuse, tell me if I'm wrong, if there's any doctors out there, tell me if I'm wrong, but if you have an irregular heartbeat, an extra lump or an extra blump where there shouldn't be a lump or a blump, there's, you have an issue. That means your heart is over contracting, which means it's about to seize up. And right before that sucker seizes up and your ticker stops, your body's like, oh, I'm done. Yep. Yep. I, we hear you on Stono. We've, we've lost so many people. It's like my uncle died of multi-system organ failure, um, a couple weeks after getting the jab. Um, Nathan in Texas. Um, you know, there's Mick was just telling you guys the other day, there was a little girl in our town, uh, she's eight years old. She didn't wake up for school the other day. Yep. Ask the question too. She jabbed. Yep. There was a kid, not last year, but the year before, uh, as soon as the shots rolled out for little kids, had a stroke on the bus, had a stroke on the school bus. Yep. Kids don't have strokes. Preschooler. No, no, he was, uh, it would have been on Liam's bus. It was elementary, elementary school. school. Yeah. He was like seven. 
had a stroke on the bus. Had a, they now have pediatric, pediatric stroke units at the hospitals. Military science. I was I listening it. to Ed Dowd on uh, Sarah Westall's podcast today. And I know you hate listening to him because he's, uh, um, and, uh, um, um, uh, uh, um, 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 but he's a wall street guy. And basically he said, we've had, and he's really looking at the millennials because those shouldn't die. Like people under the age of 25, unless it's a, a car a, accident, a, exactly. or a, unless you, it's accidental. You stand in front of something that's moving at a high rate of speed that all of yeah. a sudden decides to stop inside you. Other, you know, they just don't die from heart attacks and strokes and things like that. And he's looking at it, you know, 23, 25% increase in excess deaths among millennials. We've lost almost an entire generation at this point. Yeah. Just in the millennials alone. Just, yeah, that's it. Let's not talk about Generation A, Alpha, because we have no idea how this is going to affect them. Think about it. We, okay. They're going to be, they are the first post-COVID generation. Yeah. So if you think about it, these are going to be the kids that have the biggest, we're going to see the biggest numbers from. If Even if they didn't get this jab, if mom did and dad did, and mom and dad made the kid, now we're going to start seeing real numbers. Now we're going to start seeing what it does to reproduction, mm -hmm. reproductive rates. Uh, now you're going to get to the real shit that they never tested because they decided not to. Because we got to get it rolling. We got to get it out there. Now we're going to find all of that out. Enjoy that one. Yep. And those kids that are teenagers now, the Gen Z kids that got the shot, if they survive to their childbearing years. What their reproductive rates are going to look like. Yeah. We could lose three generations. Honestly. Wasn't there a guy, but didn't I play Yuri? Didn't Yuri see that all we need is three generations exactly. of, of you and we can That's completely it. change the table and how things are going to happen around you? Yep. Yuri Bezmanov, folks, look yep. him up. He has some really good points in there that the KGB knew years and years and years ago, and they used it against us. They were trying to use it against us. Think about... Maybe they did use it against us and they didn't fail and maybe it worked. Raja, if they were just trying to save on social security benefits, honestly, they, I mean, that's been done. All the old people died the first year. I mean, for the most part, for the most part, the ones that got jabbed. Yeah. You've seen a, a significant decrease in excess deaths among the elderly population last year. And in 2022, most of them died in 2020 and 2021. Now you're seeing the younger ones die, especially the ones that are in the workforce, because those are the ones that were basically forced to get the jab. And usually those are the ones that are healthiest because they have health insurance, right? They go to the doctor regularly, they they eat, they work out, no, et cetera. No, no, they go to the sick form. They go to the sick, well, but they eat, they work out, they like they take care of themselves, people that- Well, they try to. They yes. try to, right. Because um, they can't afford to be sick true none of us can exactly shit who can afford to be sick so it's it's past that now they're just straight up trying to kill us so let's let's uh do that you yes. want to get hot before okay. before john gets here and we um sure 
talk about uh, all the crazy shit, how they're going to try and kill us or why they're going to try and kill us and all that good stuff. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. What are the cleanse protocols for the mRNA jab? It's a great question, PQuest. Go check out Malone's. Not Malone. McCullough. Mm-hmm. Very similar to what I've been telling people. Yep. But essentially, well, first off, the number one thing is to stop taking the jabs. Stop taking any jabs. Doesn't matter what it is. Don't take a flu shot. Don't take a, a COVID shot, RSV, Tdap, any of them. Any of them. Don't take, do not let another needle pierce your skin for the rest of your life. Even an IV. Did you know that the needles themselves that they use leave behind trace materials of heavy metals in your skin, in your body? Damn needles. Because some of that metal from the needle comes off. So, uh, damn, how did anybody ever do heroin back in the day? You know? No shit. Um, (laughs) You're terrible. But that's number one. Then fasting, water fasting, distilled water. Okay. Start with a three day water fast. Work your way up to five days. Do it once a month. Eat pure food. Stop eating crap. Filter all your water. Only drink distilled water. Try and get um, filtered water through your house. Like if you can put a water filter on your main line or put a um, filtered shower head in your shower, like try and get as much of the fluoride and all the other heavy metals and chemicals that's in your water out as, as much as possible so that you have clean water, clean food, try and grow your own food as much as possible. If it has more than five ingredients and you can't pronounce any of them, don't eat it. If it comes in a box, don't eat it. If you have to microwave it, don't eat it. On the other side of the food thing, also think about this. If you're taking medication, depending on the medication, I would look up, see what, first of all, what it's for, find out what effects it's got, find out the reason and how many milligrams you're taking. And first ask your doctor, care provider if there's some more natural method that you can use uh wix i'd get a second opinion on that one and no that's not too much information we appreciate it so if you guys don't know uh wix and gerby have been battling cancer we've been helping them um pretty much it's the same protocols for cancer as for jabs Cardio Miracle as well as had huge, huge beneficial effects. Um, vitamin C, vitamin D. Like we use it, we make what we call dirt water. So the Cardio Miracle and then a shot of liposomal vitamin C and a shot of liposomal vitamin D. And, uh, and that's made a huge difference. Being outside as much as possible. Um, of course, ivermectin, fenbendazole, hydroxychloroquine, you're clearing your body of parasites. And fresh eggs, that's a big one. So, you know, it's all the stuff that our 
grandparents knew. That's why they didn't get sick with parasites. But Wick said, uh, so Wicks and Gerby have been battling cancer. Wick said all of his numbers are down except cancer tumor cell numbers. The rest are low average, but the CT scan showed no tumors. The ultrasound didn't show anything. Well, then it's just it's debris. It's, that's it's, it. It's parasitic debris. You have parasitic debris. Basically. That's what that's what his cancer tumor cell numbers are showing is parasitic debris. You've killed the parasites, and you're clearing it out. A, a lot of that, yeah. Even the RSO, yeah. That's even a better, yeah. Rick Simpson oil. Rick Simpson oil. Absolutely, Smarty Boy's right on it. Yeah, absolutely. That that's also goes in line with what Justin always told us about THC. Yeah, has the same. Almost the same near damn effects. So there are ways to heal yourself. Not now. Go put it in the kitchen. I'm going to go do it. Jesus. There are ways to heal yourself. You just, it takes an entire life change. You can't just take a pill and, or go to a doctor because doctors don't actually heal you. You heal yourself. Even surgeons don't heal you. They just immobilize you so that you can heal yourself. So if you can get into a situation, a place where you can heal yourself, then heal yourself. I know. Teenagers. All right. John's here. Oh, John's about John's getting up. Okay, here we go. Y'all remember we had John on a while back uh, on our regular show. And we had such a great time that we wanted to bring him back for a true conspiracy because we were just getting into some good stuff talking about God and what's to come uh, when we had to say goodbye. So here we are. How you doing? Awesome. Can you yeah. hear me okay? Yeah, welcome back. You bet. Good to see you guys. How are you holding up? We're hanging in there. We battled the crud over the holidays, but we're, yeah. uh, we're through it and we're back. So that's good. You know, it was nasty. Oh. This thing that's been going around that's been hitting everyone, this, uh, I don't know, It's they, they're calling it the 30-day cough. Um, we don't take stupid tests for things like we just deal with mm -hmm. illness as we get it. But, oh, this uh, starts with a cough, crazy fever, um, intense headache, which is from dehydration. We stayed really hydrated, so we skipped the headache. Um And uh, the extreme exhaustion, like I slept through Christmas. I slept for almost a week. Yeah. Um, mixed up for four days. It's that it's brutal, brutal, mm. brutal, but we're through it. But, uh, a lot of people are not, a lot of people are really sick and I'm, I'm really concerned, especially with this freeze coming through with all these people that are sick and jabbed and have no immune systems and if power goes out. I think we're going to see a lot of deaths this weekend, honestly, this, this coming week. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's the end of the world, baby. Strap in. Exactly. Wheels are coming off. Exactly. This, <clears throat> this so how are you doing? What's the water? Oh, oh, just doing life and um, um, just trying to hear from God as far as what my next steps are. I, I really got convicted of having a self-directed life recently. I watched this video somebody sent me or something. It was this old preacher guy who was like 70 or something. And he ended up dying on the hospital operating table. And, and he goes before God. This is what he says. I went before God and God told me, your, your faith is in vain and your ministry is an abomination. 
And he's like, what? I'm a pastor. And God was like, it's all self. I was like, wow, it's a narrow road. So God sends him back, obviously, because he's telling the story. Um, but it, it, it really changed the course of my life because Jesus said in John 6, I believe it's John 6, he says, the son can do nothing of himself. And if you look at Jesus' ministry, <clears throat> he, was, he was saying that all the time. I, I only do what I see the father do. He's in the garden. You know, I really prefer not to do this thing, but nevertheless, not my will, but thine. And that's the template for a life well lived. And so I've really been just starting to stop and listen throughout the day and just really submit things to the Lord. And, you know, I, I actually I put out a fleece for my ministry because um, I didn't want to have that same experience. And I actually, I actually gave the whole thing up. I was going to quit completely after seven years of being a content creator. And I said, God, I don't really have the strength to pray through like I know I need to to hear your voice. So I'm going to ask you to have mercy on me. I'm just going to take the, the easy way and ask you to, for a fleece. So that's like a sign. Mm -hmm. right? And my sign was, I want you to pay my rent by January 1st. Because... I put my whole effort all this year into the book last year. And then, of course, Amazon said I can't advertise because my book is violates their community guidelines. So, of course. I mean, you don't make any money selling it on Amazon anyway. So, well, that's actually the only place I'm making money. But it's not, you know, last month we sold almost 250 books. Nice. Yeah, which pays my rent. But anyway, nothing happened until January 1st. And so, one of my subscribers texted me and said, hey, I want to mail you a check. It's larger than I'd want to put through the app. So where do I send it? And so January 1st, somebody paid my rent. And I had even told guys, I said, look, I'm not going to second guess you. If, you. if you do this, I'm not going to be like, oh, was that just a coincidence? You know how we are, yep. right? <laughs> so that has been a real shift in my sort of my paradigm about how I conduct myself. I'm a lot more dependent right now on God, you know, to just give me the next steps. When you put God first in your life, everything gets better. It really does. It really does. It changes your whole life. I mean, it certainly has for us. You know, when we, when I used to work full time and I, I ran a hotel and, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we had a, a cute little house. It was a little small for us, but you know, it was almost paid off. And, um, we had not a lot of money, but money to burn. You know, we were certainly, we were comfortable and, mm -hmm. and fine. And, and, uh, you know, two kids, like we had like the, the perfect, like from the outside, the perfect family, you know, um, he was a firefighter after he retired out of the army and I was running a hotel and we had two kids in private school and, yeah. you know, two dogs and, you know, white picket fence kind of a thing. And, um, even though we didn't actually have a fence, but you know what I mean? I do. And, and, uh, and we were miserable. We hardly talked to each other. We, you know, we like, we were ships passing in the night kind of a thing. Um, we hardly saw our kids and, we were unhealthy, overwhelmed, mm. exhausted, 
yep. stuck in a rut and generally miserable. And, you know, I saw this survey today on X and it asked, was your life better under Trump or Biden? And I know what they're getting at, but I got to say, honestly, our life has been better in the last three years than it ever was before that. And it was it's not because of who's in office. It's because we put God first in our life yep. because we let God direct our life. And um, we're just now we're, we're just along for the ride. Like it's a roller coaster. And and we have, uh, you know, we say God told us to stick a microphone on the side of a computer a couple of years ago and start talking. Mm-hmm. And we didn't think anyone would listen to us. And here we are today doing 12, 13, 14 shows a week, um, mm. up to almost two a day now. And uh, it it's, it's been amazing. We sold our house. I quit my job. Um, we had money for a while from selling the house. Now we don't, but it doesn't matter. We have food. I'm teaching my son how to cook. Um, we get to spend time together. We like each other a lot more. We spend a lot more time together and our lives are so much better. Mm. And it's all because we gave it up and gave it to God. Yeah. Made a huge, made such a difference. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we forget, you know, Jesus saves us, restores us to the father, but he's also Lord. He's our savior and our Lord. And the Lord is a guy that's in control. He's not like an elected official. He's a king. Mm-hmm. It's a kingdom. And this Lord part is the part where it's like a relief. Like you don't have to run your life. Like my hand was definitely on the steering wheel. Yep. Every day. What am I going to do today? Well, now, <clears throat> and it's almost embarrassing to admit it because that's this should be our default status. Uh, dependency is what really attracts God. You can you can make your life attractive to God. And this is not salvation, but pr- intimacy. Because he has likes and dislikes. You can offend him. You know, which is why I prefer the biblical worldview to the uh, simulation theory. If you're if you're a proponent that you are a, a Super Mario, that you live in a in a video game and you're you know or you're a human but you live in a video game well the video game has a creator and so i've asked all the people all the way up the food chain the top um intelligentsia that are pushing the simulation theory does the simulation in your narrative have a creator and they say yes Mm-hmm. And I say, do you know who it is? And all of them say no. So if you embrace simulation theory, you are embracing a religion mm-hmm. by faith. There is no proof that we're in. A... Basically, the, the basic premise of it is this. And Elon Musk started this really, I don't know, a couple of years ago, he came out and he goes, remember when we had Pong, the video game? And now it's it's advanced to like where it's so real. And then he goes like this. Well, based on the fact that the technology has advanced so much, it's very possible that an an advanced civilization could create a game that we're in right now. Therefore, I believe we're in one. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) that's quite the leap, bro. Well, 
the problem with simulation theory is this like and you bring up a great point about the bible and i've i know exactly where you're going with that that is <laughs> that destroys it does it not what's that 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 destroys it does it not especially well the bible because the bible destroys it and a lot of people say no the, the bible supports some no, it doesn't. The Bible doesn't support simulation theory. Because people did think some of the funniest shit that I've ever read is in the Bible, and it's funny stuff that people did, and God basically obliged them. And they got exactly what they asked for. Yep. And it was hysterical. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, that only, only somebody who is actually up there paying attention would note in a simulation you wouldn't have that. Well, I don't, I don't, I say we are in a simulation. It's just God is the creator of it. So the people that are pointing out, I just did a talk. It's called Simulation Theory or the Bible. And I looked at all of the arguments for simulation theory, and every single one of them can be applied to a biblical worldview as well. In fact, one of the, one of the proofs that we're in a simulation is the Mandela effect. Well, that's not proof that there's ETs or advanced civilization or, or a consciousness cloud. Is, is one of the primary narratives that a consciousness cloud just evolved over eons by itself and then created the, the, the uh, simulation that we're in. Okay, you can, bless God, go for it, bro. <laughs> Let me hold the door for you. I got way more empirical evidence and rational proof that the Bible narrative is more valid and more probable Okay, but either way, you look down your nose at me because I, I claim there's a God and you're all scientific and all cerebral and, and you think you, you know, you're so superior and you're, you're following a religion that's way more exotic than mine. The leaps you got to make are 10 times what I got to make. So I heard this theory the other day. I like to turn things on their head and this kind of turns, turns something on its head that I found very interesting. So, um, you know, they, they say that, or we say that they have to tell us what they're going to do before they do it. Oh, yeah. Right. Because otherwise, um, because they're trying to escape karma, right? Because mm -hmm. if we do nothing about it, then we're complicit. This person, supposed, said that's, that's bullshit because you can't escape karma and they know that. They're not, that's not what they're doing. They're actually, he said, they're using the law of manifestation to make things happen. So they put things out yes, and they get most people talking about them, thinking about them, manifesting them to make that thing happen. Yep, absolutely. So yep. it's not that they're planning it and telling us about it in advance. No, no, <clears throat> they're theorizing it, telling us about it and getting us to make it happen. Yes, and I'll go one step further. I totally agree. Um, what what I've begun to become very aware of is how blatantly obvious the things they're showing us are, and so much so that I believe that they're making it purposely hokey. Like Elon Musk's recent rocket launches, supposedly were being shown these rockets lifting off. They're going up certain height and then they're coming back down and then he's landing it like uh 
up, you know, upright back down on the ground. And, and it is so hokey looking. It reminded me of, uh, remember the Flash Gordon stuff yes. back in the 60s? Yes. <laughs> Where they had these like really hokey rockets on a string and a little sparkler in the back. Yes. That's how corny it looks. So here's my thesis on that. What you just said is that they have to put stuff in our face that is so obviously fake because it's like a pinch of a bat wing and a pinch of a dead man's grave. It's part of the incantation mm -hmm. and the lesser magic, because if you'll bite down on this nonsense, then it just brings a a bewitchment over you. Uh, and Second Thessalonians two, where um, God says a, sends a strong delusion if you engage in willful ignorance. Yes, and the other thing that I keep trying to tell people about this, what's coming, we're calling twenty twenty four the year of accountability, right? The mm. year the truth is coming out, which in and of itself seems like an excellent thing, but remember who brings the truth yeah the antichrist will reveal the truth of the things that have been hidden for us before he takes over mm -hmm. for seven years so the fact that the truth is coming out right now and that we see all these truths coming out right now tells us that the antichrist is a lot closer than most people want to believe Right. I don't see stuff just rolling on for another 10 years. No. I, I mean, there's a, like a million people pouring over the border. I mean, how long can that go on? And, keep, you know, life as usual, keep going. Just I that mean, one alone. Yeah. But, but you on. could go down the list. What's the matter? What did you hear? The dog's down the street. I don't know. I'll be right back. I don't know. Next time we check something. Yeah, so that's that whole uh, response from the unconvinced, the normies in our life, when they when you try to wake them up and, and then they finally sort of surrender and they say, well, what difference does it make? I still have to go to work, don't I? It makes a big difference because we're we're created in the image of God. And we're so there's a certain amount of nobility that is invested in us. Right. We're created in the image of God. Mm -hmm. So you are not uh, uh, Jonathan Edwards described it like this. The clot of dirt serves the grass. The grass serves the brute beast. The brute beast serves man. And who does man serve? The great God, Jehovah. We serve the living God. OK, so there's a pecking order in the creation. Now, I'm not sure where we align with angels, because in one way, they're, they're, in, they're massively higher than us in intelligence and nobility. Mm. However, yes and no, they also serve humanity. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forward to the inheritors of salvation? That's in Hebrews. But my point is this. This is my point, is that if you are confronted with any, you know, pick a conspiracy, moon landing, ISS, 9-11, flat earth, Mandela, chemtrails, underground bases, reptilians, breakaway civilization, 13 families, just name it. Yep. Okay. And you are a reactionary, superficial, snarky, 
I don't know and I don't want to know. What you are doing is you are denying the nobility that God has invested in you to, to walk in truth. Truth is not optional to the believer. It's not optional. It's just an interruption of your joy ride. So you don't want it to be true. And so what you do instead is you have no option. You can't review the the evidence because it, it's too obvious. So what you have to do, unconvinced person, is you have to attack the messenger. That's your only attack vector that works, is to shame this person by invoking terms like conspiracy theorists, for, you know, crazy, irrational, ridiculous. As soon as you hear those terms, truther, you lift up your little right finger and you say, excuse me, Excuse me, I may be mistaken, but I am not crazy. And I would appreciate it if you didn't use those kind of terms in my presence because it's very offensive. Oh, you want a million dollar. Like, a lot of people tell me that, John, that, that's the best thing. I use that all the time now because they're going to bring that up in your face all the time. And we just start dealing with the mind control because. What was it? Uh, is it Matthew 2 or I don't remember if it was Matthew 2 or Luke 2. The one that said God, even God said that only one in 1,000 will know or will be able to see or will be able to discern the truth. Only one in 1,000 will be able to see the truth. Only one in 1,000 will be able to talk the truth. One in 1,000 will be able to speak and listen and hear the truth. Mm. Only one in 1,000 will be able to hear that or do that. Yeah. One in 1,000. So think about it. How many people do we have? shit we could be talking to the the numbers that we get we could actually be talking to the one in 1000 maybe yeah because they're the only ones god said god said it I, I i don't remember if it was matthew 2 or if it was luke 2 that god said that only one in 1000 will yeah. know oh it's so common it, there's a bunch of different bible characters uh jeremiah isaiah and in the new testament god told them Listen, go, go preach to these guys, but listen, they're not going to listen to you. They have eyes, but they perceive not. Yes. That's why he says all the that's, time, those with eyes to see and ears to hear. That's yep. my point. That's yep. where I think that's, that's where that shows that it's impossible that we're in a simulation. That, that humor right there. Look, go preach to them. Yeah. Don't because I'm telling you to do it. Right. Listen to you. Don't preach to them. No, it's that's like right. no. It's, okay. See what I'm saying? It's that's that humor. You yeah. don't get that if you were in a, a simulation. Yeah, simulation doesn't understand humor. Simulation I hear you. Doesn't understand? Well, I think here. Let me clarify because that's a great point. There's there's sort. It's from what I can glean, and I've looked into this a lot, and I was, I've, I've been studying what the. The people with a non-biblical worldview is how I frame it. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I'm not looking down my nose at anybody. I have a biblical worldview. You don't. Okay, and we both agree that the construct has rules. So what's happening is the scientific mind or the non-biblical worldview mind is seeing the quantum realm. They're seeing the two-slit experiment, right? So they're learning that the construct actually morphs itself to human consciousness. The particles became acted like waves when they were observed, and then they acted like particles when they weren't observed by human attention. Well, from that observation, they then conclude that they're in a simulation. Well, 
I agree. You're you're in a simulation. The where we part company is who created it. My God, who is a person who who has neither beginning or end, he has all knowledge and all power created it. Your worldview is it was created by an advanced race of aliens or a consciousness cloud. Those are the two primary narratives that I've heard. Competing theories. Yeah. So go and, for it. But, so, my God, my God told me that he created me and I look just like him. So that therefore I know that my God is a person. Yes. That's where I get that from. Yes. And I get to have a relationship with my simulation creator. You know, what kind of relationship do you have with a consciousness cloud? Nope. Just saying. <laughs> and yeah. so, and, but what if all of those things are true? What things? Everything that you just said. I know exactly where you're going with this. You're going to say, what about religion? No, no, Is no, religion I'm not. Not, a no, consciousness not at all. Cloud? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, I wasn't going there at all. Oh, I thought no, you were. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Not at all. I not think at all. Religion no, fuck religion. No. Oh, no, I mean in religion. That religion is created by man to divide us. I'm exactly. talking about faith. Okay. Um, but what if all of those things are true? So our God, the Lord God, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel. Yeah. I'm with you so far. Okay. Yeah. He is the number one. However, there are a I guess you would call them an alien race, right? The Elohim. And then there's collective consciousness, which people call the consciousness cloud, right? Yes. I envision I it like that. like a almost like a spider web. Like we are all we are all connected to each other. We are all energetic beings. We are all connected to each other and we are all connected to our God. Correct. Mm -hmm. Thousand meter right? rule. Correct. Thousand so, meter rule. Yes, exactly. Thousand meter so all of those things can be true. Our God exists, Jesus, the Christ, Emmanuel, and the Elohim exists. We know that there are what, other gods. I mean, they're not God, but what if that was that alien race that those people are talking about? And the Bible tells us there are, there are other gods. If there were no other gods, why did God say, do not worship anyone except for me? There wouldn't be anyone else to worship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, the, and the term Elohim's is this plural. Exactly. And it's and it it is used in relation to angels. And these beings are so mighty and so powerful that it defies description. So, yeah. Well, we'll get into angels in a second. But then then you have the collective consciousness. So mm -hmm. which is what people, you know, call the consciousness clouds. So they're all <coughs> individual aspects and saying they're the only thing, but they're not. Mm -hmm. All three can be true. Yes, they, they are not mutually exclusive. Agreed. So it's not that everybody is, you know, only one person is right. And yes, Jay Kondo, um, Cliff has Cliff High has been going on about the Elohim. He is he's about three percent off. Okay. Yeah. Because he confuses the angels with the Elohim. Now the angels are different. Angels are completely different. Angels are separate from the Elohim. There are seven primary archangels. Those seven archangels used to actually be beings with their own free will. They were 
their bodies were killed in a dispute that our God got involved in that he probably shouldn't have and it's still being adjudicated. Um, however, his recompense was to create new bodies for these seven angels, for the seven archangels, for these seven beings, which is how we have the archangels. They no longer have free will. They exist for God alone. They are his messengers. Mm-hmm but they remember what it was to have free will, which is why they're actually jealous of us. So God loves us more than he loves them and they know it. And yet at the same time, because they exist only at God's will and at his behest, because he loves us, they have to intervene for us when things get really bad, which they are right now. Yeah. So that's, um, you want to throw in on that? No, you, you got all that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, a lot to the whole angel. Angel thing is sort of a mystery because it seems like they're underemployed, doesn't it? Like they there's are. So, so many angels, and you're like, you know, where are they? Like, let's get well, some angel really, action in the ministry going. They right? don't really get involved until they until things get really, really bad. So, like, demons are everywhere, right? Demons yeah, yeah, are yeah. they they they're everywhere. They are constantly possessing people and tricking them into being possessed um well technically before you roll that way stop in the let's now break down angels okay let's break them down from the arcs all the way down to the cherubim go ahead all the way down to your basic level soldier angels you have just general angels Mm -hmm. those are the ones that are constantly out there battling demons according to what we've read in all the lore the bible whatever you've read about angels your basic level soldier angel they exist demons are the same way they battle every day they cannot it's just like the rules that we've all heard about. They cannot exist and fight on our plane. We'll never see it. They are not allowed to interfere on our plane. Um, Until they are. They can influence, and that's it. They cannot possess and tell you to go do something. So that doesn't exist. Above them, you have your cherubim, which is the first level of the next greater angel. They have a little bit more power. I don't know all about what they do. Underneath them, you have what's the next? Uh, the next cherubim, is the, seraphim, seraphim. There you go. The seraphim, the seraphim are like they're the. There's like I think there's twelve of them, if I remember correctly. At that point, because at that point you go back from like hundreds of thousands of regular angels to then you have your cherubim, and the cherubim are. <clears throat> 100,000, I think, strong. And then above them, it's like 12. They go down to like 12. And then above them, it's then you have your archangels, which are seven. And your archangels basically are right underneath God. God tells them to go do something, they go do it. And they make it happen. That's the army of angels. What That's- about the fall? No, the living creatures or the four and 20 fall. elders? Those are some weird ones. Those are the fallen. The living creatures, the Revelation 4. Correct. Those are the fallen. And then above the archangels, just below God, you have the Ophelia. No, no. The living the creatures, they're like, they're like worshiping God in heaven. They're not, 
They're not cherubim or seraphim. They're like in another classification. That's the Ophelia. That's the Ophelia. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. The Ophelia, the, 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 the Ophelia are the judges. So the archangels judge humanity, but who judges the archangels? That's what about the, the 24? Ophelia. Can you imagine being one of the 24 elders? That's right. I'm an elder in the throne room, bro. The anointed ones. Oh, man. Mm hmm got to wonder about those guys those and they are those uh, are those are the ones that they're not among the angels either no 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 they're, they're separate not from the angels they, as well yes and no they are associated with the angels and they will become doesn't really say i mean they could be redeemed after they they've given their lives in this cause in in what's coming they will become the anointed ones well, that goes back to my my observation about why it's important to be open and you know to make truth not optional is is this idea of nobility like the the, the 12 disciples each have a pearl is one one of the gates there's 12 gates in the city the great new jerusalem and and each gate is a giant pearl it's like massive and it's got the name of of the apostle on it so you imagine if you get a pearl named after you, the gate is named after you. That's like incredible nobility that you have to aspire to. And so when somebody brings you flat earth and you start freaking out because you say it's ridiculous. No, it's not ridiculous at all. There's nothing about the flat earth revelation that's ridiculous. Mm. Nothing. No. No, matter of fact, it's... Uh... <laughs> A lot of people say, yeah, no, that's... Uh... Elon couldn't get his um, fancy rocket ship very far because it hit the firmament. Right. Well, the whole, that's what I mean. If, if you flat earth or with a dome over it, there is, no, there is no space program. There's no space. It's all fake. We live and in a complete fakery. My, my, favorite, my favorite part is the people that say, well, well, then explain to me the 1960s and then the 80s. I said, what? said 60s and the 80s you do realize like a really good camera in 1960 and 1980 that could see that far uh costed close to about a million dollars back then mm -hmm. literally cost about a million dollars back then and who took the picture to, who took the video of neil armstrong forget yeah. all of that forget all of that today today do you know that when you go pick up one of these we have the same cameras that they were using on yeah. the ground at the time that they were taking video footage still video footage of the rockets going into outer space they yeah. were using the same technology we have in our hand right now same thing it's no different it's the same power same everything mm -hmm. we can do the same damage that they could do with their cameras back then you yeah. wonder why why? Because it was controlled media back then. You never saw the end of those videos. We never saw what happened after they broke the clouds. We never could see that. Now they can't hide it because everybody today is walking around with the right. same camera that can see that far. Sparky right, right, said, right. explain how rods of gods from satellite work, please. Geosynchronized orbit. Sparky understood this. The firmament is 72 miles up. So in our chats over here. Um, it, satellites, things like that, they're all inside the firmament. 
Yeah, they're balloons, pretty much. Yeah, they might be attaching things to the firmament, but pretty much there's all kinds of balloon satellites. NASA is the largest purchaser of helium in the world. And mylar as well. Yeah. Yeah. What does that tell you? Exactly. (laughs) It's so hard. See, here's what here's the problem. The lie is so big. The logistics, the logistics are so impossible, but that's not proof, though. Huh? Even for me, sometimes I've got to sit back and laugh a little. With I hear you. I hear you. I mean, NASA's the biggest purchaser of Mylar and the biggest consumer of yeah. helium. And they got the largest soundstage, and it's right on their premises. It's they, this, have, so- they, they have the, you know, that like one of the best jobs you can get is a, as a green screen technician. Yep. They have the largest green screen in the world, too. Is to go down to NASA and work at their fucking primary space center at JPL. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? Does anybody else not see the problem with this? I don't think they're going to be able to keep this under wraps forever, oh. man. I think it's. Because people, what people are doing is they're going into the city council meetings now in Florida, and they're demanding the city council listen to them, and they're you know doing this kind of narrative, given all the evidence that these people are taking fifty million dollars a day from the people, and they're giving us cartoons. Um, the first image of the Earth was uh, as a globe was from Universal, <laughs> and it was a drawing. It was their freaking logo before they ever started teaching round earth of course that's what freaks people out the most when you bring up flat earth okay to somebody who hasn't really given it any thought they get real indignant and primarily because they're it's pride they think well if the earth is flat then i'd have to be really stupid and i'm smart that's part of the problem but but what they they always say well, but we have pictures like that so what they're relying on is the picture of the Earth from space, which now people like you and I. The fishbowl lens? Well, no, it's 12 strips of data. And then it's uh, Robert Simmon. Look it up. He admitted that the picture was created from 12 strips of data from your satellites with balloons on them. Mm-hmm. And then they knitted the 12 strips together and added clouds and color. And he even said, it's Photoshopped. It has to be. So isn't it ironic that the unconvinced accuse us of being tricked by Photoshop tricks, and it's actually them. <laughs> you know, we uh, I'm we sorry. Brought we brought this up last, uh, maybe it was last summer, when my cousin came up, when Sam came up from Florida. Anyway, um, I had said something to my mom, you know, about the earth being flat, mm-hmm. and it went through the whole family like wildfire. Now, my uncle used to work for Boeing at Cape Canaveral, mm-hmm. and he worked on what apollo no what uh, he worked for all the columbia missions okay every yeah, columbia right. mission yeah. that flew in the 80s he was working on the, so, he was a crew working on the space shuttle he did not throw in on this debate in the family by the way no he did not he did not he selectively stayed, he out, stayed of it. out of it but wow his, and then his, he told me why his daughter my cousin got all up in our she was so upset she came out she literally like i was out it, i was outside of my parents garage or like out in the front driveway and she came out like like gangbusters to the door and she was like you don't really think the earth is flat do you and i was like yeah yeah i do and she was like oh my god i've just lost all respect i was like why why think about it and she's like but but i was like why don't you go ask your dad and i sent her away and, and then, i already knew at that point yeah and, then, I had already and had my, the conversation mom, with my mom came out 
And she was like, wow, your cousin Sammy's real upset. I was like, yeah, no, I know. It's, it's very funny. I was like, so mom, what do you think? And she goes, well, I don't think it is what they've told us it is. I think it's probably a torrent. Which even our 11-year-old was like, and he's, y'all are familiar in the audience are familiar with our 11-year-old. Um, he's a very smart child. He's very uh, astute. Yes. He, he, he was the first one to tell me. He was like, actually, I think the earth is shaped like a donut, mm. which is essentially a torrent, right? Um, my mom said the same thing. She's like, and she's one of the freaking smartest people anyone's ever met. Um, yeah. The earth is shaped like a donut. Mm -hmm. a torrent and yeah i believe there's a hollow earth below us and there's probably most definitely things humanoid races living down there um and i think that'll be revealed soon too yeah one of my one of my favorite things is uh there's a guy back in the 80s it was in a popular science i'm trying to remember his name he was the uh old shop teacher from um one of the TV sitcom shows. I, fuck, I can't remember his name now. Anyway, he had on this college professor that was proving, he was intent to prove that this was a hippie back then too, <laughs> folks. Understand this guy was considered a hippie back then, and which I'll never understand. He was intent on proving that the earth is flat. Mm -hmm. So he had this, this guy brought him on to debate him and they were going to do this debate. And he said, no, no, no. I want you to bring your best science experiment that proves to me that the earth is round. So he did. What he brought was, uh, it was an electromagnet that shows um, when you spin it at a certain angle, you get the revolutions the same way as you increase the electromagnet. Magnetism. Yeah, well, magnetism, yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. As you increase it, as you turn it up, it spins at a certain rate. Once you get to the exact revolutions, you can see that it's a 24-hour day, blah, 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 that it's spinning at blah, this, that, the other thing. I said, okay, that's great that it proves that. He said, now show me, explain to me water. I said, excuse me? He said, explain to me water. Put water into this equation. So yeah. what do you mean? So it took him three days. He took the experiment home brought it back and he put a little super soaker thing in the middle of it. And when it got to the revolutions as it was spinning in this thing, in this electromagnetic area, it would inject 75% water into yeah, this right. scenario because the earth is made of 75% water. Yep. <clears throat> he encapsulated it. So it was completely, it wouldn't go anywhere except to the outer layer of this dome. Right. Mm -hmm. And he said, it should just form up in certain places and there should be dry areas, right? Guys like, yeah, no, it turned into one bead right. of water, just rotating in the same loop around and around. Mm -hmm. One bead of water. No, no spread out. It didn't become all of a sudden it hit gravity and it became part no, it didn't become partial at all. It just stayed in this one loop traveling around and around, showing you that there was a flat plane of water on one side and a flat plane of water on the other side, explaining to you that, oh shit. Yeah, the earth might be flat. Because mm. if you just rotate that up, it would be perfectly flat and the water would just be rotating like that. Because water a flat, always steady base finds its lowest point yep. and levels. Always. You know what's the hardest thing? The hardest thing for me to understand how they pull off 
because I have I have a friend who worked for NASA, and I know another guy who um, is a helicopter pilot, commercial helicopter pilot, and the the helicopter guy knows the Earth is flat, but he said a lot of his coworkers don't, and then the guy that worked for NASA. <clears throat> Knew the, knows the earth is flat, but he said there's a lot of people in NASA that don't know it. So imagine, see, I, I believe that they would have to have most or all of the people in the control rooms would have to know it. That, it's, you know, it's the 30 percent rule. How would you how would you trick? I know they compartmentalize no, a no, lot no. of it's, people. It's the 30 percent rule. You heard this. Only 30 percent of people actually have a running commentary in their head when they're not actively engaged in something. Literally 70% of the population is NPCs, non-playable characters. They don't think. They don't think to ask questions. They just take what they're told and they run with it. And their whole mindset is to just take the evidence that supports what they're told and assimilate that into their their countenance, their reasoning, uh, when they're regurgitating talking points, that kind of thing. But anything that they hear that disputes what they're told, they just, they don't even hear it. It literally goes in one ear and out the other. Right. But like, if you're sitting in front of a screen, let's say you don't know the whole thing's fake somehow, which seems unbelievable. But let's say it's like that. And you're like in charge of telemetry. And you know, they're trying to, they're trying to tell you that the, uh, you know, the space shuttle's going up or whatever. Well, all the telemetry would have to be like faked to convince you that this whole thing was happening when it's okay. not happening. You got here. You brought us here. You both did. So now are you ready to find out what your uncle heard? Yeah. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant to ask you what the all uncle right. heard. Okay. Now, <laughs> now that we're going to get into that, right? Here you go. Guess what he worked on in on the space shuttle? Hmm. For Northrop Gumman, he worked on the telemetry system. What? Guess what? He said the numbers don't lie. It's okay. impossible. He said, I've worked on both instrument ILS coming back in and ILS leaving. Yep. He said the numbers that we program in, they don't work. Couldn't happen. You, right. you would never leave our atmosphere. Okay, so, all right, so he was in the know then? Yes. Okay. That's why he never got in on the argument. That's why he never said anything, be, and he will never say anything. And if you ask him about it, he right. will never tell you. Well, because he's uh, under non-disclosure with threat yeah, of death, exactly. right? Exactly. But I can tell you right now. That's why he, he got said, really pissed when they shut down the space program under Obama, and he got fucked because he didn't work directly for NASA. The numbers don't lie. Interesting. He said well, that there's no way that uh, everything about it, he said, first of all, he said, remember, first of all, what I did. He said, I'm an engineer. Yes. He said, my whole life is in numbers. Everything is number based. He said, everything I do, I'm an electrical engineer. My, my whole job is in numbers. He said, number one. He said, number two, he said, when we put this system together and they told us what numbers, because we didn't come up with the... You got to remember, we didn't come up with the numbers for this. This came to us from NASA. This was part of the contract. Yep. When we got it and we programmed everything and we started running just simulations based on the numbers they gave us in our system, nothing ever left this 
planet. It's impossible. The numbers don't lie. You cannot, you, the escape velocities and traje- trajectories that they were using, it, you would never leave the atmosphere. And now you, you heard they forgot how to go to the moon. Like, right. They, apparently the technology was written on the back of a, of a paper napkin and they threw it out in the trash and like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so they, they've been trying to rediscover this, how to, how they got to the moon in the first place. Um, and, uh, it was supposed to happen in 25, I think now they've pushed it off again. So now like, I think they're saying 2026 or 27, they're going to try and go to the moon. They pushed it off another couple of years. So do you all remember 1985? And this is the one that he told me to take a look at. And he said, tell me where there's issues. Cause in 85, we had a launch Columbia launched in 85. Um, it went up. He said, if you remember, they talked about a rattle, something about a rattle. I remember. Just before they were cresping, as they said, they were going to outer space. And it was like, ooh. And everybody watched TV for like two days. They watched that on mm-hmm. TV because that's where the news was. In are they going to make it back? Anyway, they did. Not a problem. And they, they were blaming it on the discs. Um, they said it was the discs. And uh, your uncle said... <laughs> Well, yeah, probably, was 86. he said probably when the discs landed in Nevada, but he said that underneath under his breath and I was standing right next to him <laughs> and I started giggling and I was like, oh, no shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then if you remember in 86, what happened? The Challenger exploded. Challenger exploded. And that's because people are still alive. Guess what? <laughs> Northrop Grumman. Because what happened after that, the whole, you remember what happened to the shuttle program? It took a hiatus for like three years. They shut the whole program down. They shut everything down. Northrop Grumman laid off all of their people that was, that were associated with it. Her uncle lost her job. First time he lost his job. Lost his job, yep. Second time was just after that when they shut the whole program down under Obama. Because he got his job back when they started ramping up the space program again. So it was like, and the telemetry systems were needed again. And it's just funny that you have somebody who actually worked on the program that's saying, hey, the numbers don't lie. You you would never, ever make it out of this orbit. You would never get out of outer space with the numbers that they gave us. Mm-mm-mm. Well, there you go. So that's like one guy. But then all the other people, they it, it, only like the devil himself could put all the technology together. And to the be money. able to fool all those and, people. And the money. And the money and the money, because remember, if you're making six, seven figures and the only thing you got to overlook is the fact that, hey, these numbers are bullshit. um, Could you do it? (laughs) I mean, it's essentially data entry at that point. I'm just saying for, you know, three hundred thousand dollars a year. What if the couple times that we did have those explosions, you know, the ones that both on reentry supposedly and one that was leaving, what if both of those were accidental, like they actually put in the right numbers? Like they typed in the right numbers and said, okay, these are the telemetry readings for this one. And they typed in the ones that they should be. And they hit the firmament. And they, yeah, and they never escaped. Could be. Well, I'm here's just, one. Here's I'm a just cool wondering. One. Anybody can do this. All right, so um, you just Google what what is the International Space Station made of, 
and it'll tell you um, majority of it is aluminum. It's steel, Kevlar, ceramic, but most of it's aluminum. And so then you ask, well, how high up is it? And it says it's about 227 nautical miles above the surface. And then you ask Google, all right, so wh which uh, part of the atmosphere? That's the thermosphere, which is 53 miles to about 375 miles. Mm -hmm. Okay, so where's the ISS? Uh, in the upper trumpet? It, it's at 227. So it's right smack dab in the middle of the thermosphere. Yep. All right, then you just Google how how hot is it in the thermosphere? And it tells you it's uh, averages about 3000 to 4500 degrees. And then you just ask Google, what is the melting point of aluminum? And it says 1200 degrees. <laughs> okay, now, what you then do is you say, okay, how <laughs> and anybody could do that. Right, so, but then you'll say this, how why is it that the space station doesn't melt in the thermosphere? Yeah. Okay. And this is the answer you will get. Because of the ceramic? Nope. Nope. It's because they're in a vacuum. So the radiation <laughs> the radiation is propagated through the vacuum, but there's no particles in there, so it doesn't transmit the heat. <laughs> if that's the case, then how do we get heat from the sun on Earth? Well, this is this is so this is so easy to understand. Transmit the heat across space through the, the the space station. Then how do we get heat here? Well, exactly because what happens is, let's just say for a minute that that's true. The heat is being the the, the radiation is propagating through the vacuum, mm -hmm. but but they're saying it's not really three thousand degrees because there's no particles to heat up. Okay, well, guess what is made of particles. The space, the space station. station. So therefore, there's particles. <laughs> so as soon as it hits the space station, the thing should melt. It should explode. Now, so step out of the fucking spaceship, motherfucker. <laughs> the suit you're wearing is magical. Yes, it's magical. All right. So then, but I knew a guy who was an astronomer. We were at the beach. Him, his family, and my family went to the beach, and he said, "Oh, the space station is going to be going over us tonight." according to this, uh, mm -hmm. you know, space website, right? Because he's tracking all this stuff. And I'm telling you, the thing came across the sky, all right? So what they have done, because think about the lengths that they've gone to to, to fool humanity. I mean, they're, oh, yeah. they're working overtime, right? So they have a holographic space station that they project yeah. on this trajectory. Because people have looked at it with a telescope and it looks opaque. They can see it through the telescope, but it's like a ghost. This is my point. Okay, let me, let me, let me. There's a, actually, I have a really good point. There would be a way that you could increase the melting point of aluminum, but you have to paint it. Mm. And there is a very specific paint out there, done it many a time on aluminum roofs, many a time. It is called, it is like the darkest black I've ever seen. Not mm -hmm. fucking joking. It is, there's no color. There's absolutely no color to it. Okay. That is what you could do to aluminum to increase the melting point of aluminum. Mm -hmm. However, every time we see a picture of the International Space Station, what color is it? Silver, gray, yeah. white, 
Right. We never see. What are the color of the spacesuits? Well, that's white. It's, it's bad white. for optics. No, they should be so black you can barely even like right. they absorb but no you color. You can't see them on TV then. The, if right. if light is the transfer authority of power and matter in space, then it should be a color that you can't see. It should be so black that it doesn't absorb any color whatsoever and absolutely no light because there'd be no thermal transfer of anything but yet everything we send up to outer space is what silver white gray anything but black that doesn't make any sense that would absorb every bit of thermal transfer from light totally okay uh sorry i have to adjust this real quick sparky don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out um We've not forgotten the wolf pack. We don't use it to suit us. And we're not using Liana and stealing her viewers. We are working together to try and get her more viewers. So peace out to you, fag hat. What is, I don't know. What, Read his message right there. Yo, what is it? I don't know. Okay. Sorry. We, we interrupt this conversation to throw some rocks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, check this one out. All right, so let me, let me first ask you guys a question. In your recollection, over the years, we've been told how many satellites there are. What's your best guess of how many satellites NASA tells us are up there? Oh, I don't even, I, I don't know. I don't even pay attention to that. Do you 10, remember? What about you, Mick? I have no idea. There's okay. Space junk, I know that. They've always talked about space junk since I was a kid. One yeah. of the big ones they've always told me about was space junk. Beware of space junk. It'll be plummeting to Earth. Satellites are in orbit i remember forty thousand. i remember being told forty thousand, and now it's only eight thousand. all oh. right but here's here's the question <clears throat> even with all those that elon has been putting up for his starlink yep. so as of january 3rd 2024 the satellite tracking website orbiting now lists eight thousand three hundred and seventy seven active satellites in various earth orbits eight thousand of them now the average satellites are typically at a height of about a hundred miles so all the satellites would be revolving around the earth below the iss but every time you see uh, shots from the iss down to the earth you never see any satellites or no. planes no. you never see anything because it's fake it's in a pool they're in a swimming pool because it's all computer aided it's all yes. a generated graphic I saw that's, a picture once, and this right. was a NASA feed where, okay, you're, you're supposedly were being shot from the ISS, and they showed the curvature of the Earth, and it comes up to the ISS, and then it's supposed to continue over here, and it didn't. So the Earth was just black there. There was no Earth. They totally messed up their special effects. It's just so obvious, man. It really is. Don't forget about the mouse. Yeah, they they did. What is that? I heard the about mouse. this. Yeah, there what? was a, on the International they, Space they Station. They did a, they did like a live thing with some I don't know elementary school kid where they kids like an yep. elementary school class and they were talking to the astronauts on the, live on the space station and you know and and a mouse went running by. No way! <laughs> right behind. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> Freaking hysterical. Or when they're pretending to be in zero gravity and the guy dropped his, uh, what was it, a bolt? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ground, yeah. And you hear it go ting. Yep. And it's like, like oh, um, all right, all right. So this is the perfect point to jump off. So, you know, we're like riffing here on this stuff, but I want to, I want to, I want to point out the fact that these things are so obvious. A five-year-old 
would agree, right? But you can take this to the high, the, the intelligentsia of the universities, your loved ones, your spouse, your children, your friends who are, who are normies. They have their helmet on, right? They're not going there under any circumstances. And you could show them these searingly obvious empirical evidences, and they're going to. We just lost your audio. Can't hear you. Can't Sorry, hear you. there we go. There we go. Okay. They're just going to. There's, there's really like five or six um, typical escape routes, I call them, where they, the most common one is they're going to attack you. They're going to try to use intimidation. It, it, I call it thuggery is what it is. They act like panic bullies. They get really triggered. Like the, the lady that came out the door when you were talking flatter, she was not like calm, right? No. She was agitated. Yeah. Well, that's not normal act, human behavior yeah. from rational people. Mm -hmm. right? But then, then they're going to go, you know, to appeals to authority. That's a very common one. So they, they basically, it's another shaming strategy, but they're basically saying, oh, well, what do you know more than astrophysicists? Yeah, I have a chapter in the book called I Know More Than All the Astrophysicists. Because just like with your, was it your uncle or what was the, the guy that worked at NASA? Yeah, my uncle. He's yeah. your uncle. See, he knew, but he couldn't say anything. Yep. So there's that. But then there's also the idea that they don't want it to be true because they're liberal or, you know, whatever. They're godless, right? Yes. And, and then also their, uh, their pension, their tenure, you know, they got a Lexus payment. They got a mortgage payment yeah. and they know full well if they if they you know join your little posse, they're going to lose possibly their entire everything, you know, and so they're painted into a corner. So this is not hard to understand why we can know more than the astrophysicists. Well, and, and not only that, it, you, it's just you, like no, the doctors with COVID. You're, you're yep, right. Same thing. No, it, it goes back to my my parents generation. My parents' generation, look, I'm not poking any fun, but my dad was a boomer. He's a baby boomer, blah, 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 all that other wonderful shit. And yeah, it goes back to his generation. His generation wanted to stick their head in the sand when it came to our government. Yeah, that's true. They got up over, remember, their generation kind of went through what my generation went through with January 6th and what we're going through January 6th. They stood up over Vietnam. They went out there and said, hey, make love, not war. And they were getting drafted, going over to fight in Vietnam. And they were like, hey, look, I don't want to fight over there. It's kind of like what I'm saying right now. I don't want to see anybody go over and fight in Ukraine. And I sure as hell don't want to see anybody go down and fight in fucking Israel. Let's just go ahead and not fight anymore. Let's just stay here and worry about us. Let's just Fuck get our that. poison jabs instead because we've lost more people to the jabs in the last two years than we did in Vietnam. But remember, the hippies of the 60s, they stood up, make love, not war, blah, 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 burnt their, you know, their cards and everything, burnt their bras, blah, 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 peace, 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 all this other shit. And then they got beat the fuck up and then they got thrown down and they were like, yeah, you got to comply with the system and look at them now. It's the same generation that was telling us, oh, well, you know, you should really just go get your jab. My dad and mom were saying it. You should go get your jab anyway. No, no, I shouldn't. Why? Why should I go get my jab? Well, the government said, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. That's well, like, hey, 
They also said jump off a bridge. Are you going to go do that? Right. Well, that's what it means to be a truther. At the very core is you've begun to question officialdom. And somehow they get through the lesser magic and the propaganda and the chemicals and the infrasonics and the MKL troop trauma-based mind control and all the things that they're throwing at us. They get us to shut our brains off and, and accept the decorum and we trust Fauci and we're, we, you know, we salute the, we go to the football game and we get all teary eyed when they march out the latest recruits and do the flyover. But, but now we know that all wars are banker wars and we just, we've gotten off the bus and uh, we can't play the game. We're not going to have a tea party on the train tracks. I'm sorry. I've withdrawn my consent. I am not willing to murder my conscience so that you can be comfortable in my presence. Now, to, to say, to, to put that in context, my two daughters just texted me and said, Dad, we don't have anything tomorrow. Do you want to do something? Absolutely. I'm going to go over with them because our relationship is very strained because of who I am. I'm not just a conspiracy theorist. I'm a tour guide. I have a, I have a ministry with thousands of people listening to me in 50 countries, right? So I'm like, like I totally was like, I won't talk to you, but I'm going to go over here and do this. And I was basically told no. And so my wife asked me to leave. So I've been divorced after 24 years of marriage and four children, okay? because I refused to compromise on, it's like, it's like a not on my watch type of a response. Yeah. This is what I found in my research, is that when people start to realize these gigantic lies and they jump off into you know, acknowledging them, they run headlong into a sense of destiny that they never known, knew before. Destiny is not your plans. Follow any rabbit hole and it leads you to God. Yes. And see, what God has is a plan for you, which is not yep. your plan. And yep. that goes back to the original thing that I, I opened up with, which is, is this sense of surrendering my will and my human need and how I'm going to do it. Like I call it the, the walls of Jericho principle. Okay, the walls of Jericho uh, um, strategy was very, you know, irrational. Okay, I want you to go, we're gonna go conquer this, this fort, right? And, and it's got walls that are so high and so thick you could drive a chariot across the, the top of them. They were massive stone. All right, so here's how we're gonna do this. I want you to march around this thing for seven days in a row. And then on the seventh day, I want you to march around seven times and then shout. Okay, that was God's blueprint to, to deal with the problem. So. So what I realized is that if I was going to be uh, impactful, that I was going to have to know what God's blueprint is for me, because I'm full of great ideas. Everything I was doing was original, John. And it's not, God's not impressed. <laughs> He's not very impressed with me and my plans. So, so you, got, you got shown, okay, God pulled back the curtain like the Wizard of Oz, and you see the wizard with his levers. And, and what happens when, when that happens is you get a sense that you just got recruited into something really big, mm -hmm. really big. Yep. And you got to do something about it, dear soul. So I was given five questions to ask myself. 
for the next seven days. And I've put them out to a number of people. Mm -hmm. Those five questions are, who are you? What are you? Where are you? How are you? And why are you? I love that. And ask yourself those questions every day for the next seven days. Write the answers down and see how they change until you've perfected mm. them. And there is no when because time is not what we think and it's essentially irrelevant. So, a little. Uh, yeah, that's a, it's, introspection and self-examination are, are centerpieces of our, dis, uh, of our discipline. The Christian is a disciple, a disciplined one, a learning one. And we're constantly having to battle this flesh. This, the flesh wars against the spirit. The spirit wars against the flesh. <clears throat> and for the two are at enmity with one another. And so the way that you, you overcome the flesh is by renewing your mind, like what you're saying. This, this, this reprogramming of the subconscious, which is what drives everything. We are, we're, that's our software program. And a lot of us have a plethora of disempowering core beliefs around money, around, you know, um, fun, relationships, like I am, people are, the world is, or who are you, what are you, where are you, how are you, and why are you? When you, when you, when those questions are answered with a biblical worldview, and your soul's path aligns with those things, that's when things start to line up. Exactly. But many what of us are conflicted. What are you laughing at? Make you, your you're shaking your head. <laughs> Am I hitting a nerve or something? something no, got you. no, no. You're right and you're wrong. You're 100% right in what you're saying, but you're wrong in what it, the answer is. The answer is he's simple. It's prophetic and it's, and, and it's agitation, but it's simple. It's God. When each one of those answers is God, you will find a new harmony. Well, the answer to the first one isn't God. Who are you? I'm not God. You're a son of God. You're a child of God. You're a child of God. You're yes. God. Okay, but, this, but the Bible is very clear that there is a clear distinction between deity Correct. And his Correct. creature where That's deity fine. comes in and dwells. You still answer the question honestly. It's still God. I am a child of God. If God isn't, isn't the answer to each one of those questions, then you're on the right path. Your harmonic level changes because you become a, essentially a new level because you have released everything. Everything now is in his hands. Okay, but if I, if you have a biblical worldview, then you can't claim that you're God because the Bible says the God says I am God, and besides me there is no other. It's singularly clear. I, I got you, but if you right? answer the question, I am a child of God. Okay, but that's different than I am God, and Correct. you have to make yeah. that. But distinction. the answer is still God. It's still within God. I am a child of God. Yes. Uh, what were all the questions? Who, what, where, when, why? No, no, why? No, no, when? Who, what, where, how, and why? Where? 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 I'm on my path on, to God. I'm on my path to God. I am on God's earth. I am. I am on, on my, my rock of faith. Thank you. This is my mantra, go. because See, my whole my whole journey is when you, you know we have a Christian fellowship for the truther community. So there's all these people in the truther community, or whatever you want to call it. And my, my mantra is, if, if your truth or journey is not f 
ending with Christ, then it's all in vain. You're really missing the ultimate truth, which yes. is a person. That's why I'm saying it's it, when it ends in God, it's that's the answer. That's yes. harmony. That's everything. Now you've all right. turned it all over. Mm-hmm. So we're on the same page. Yeah. I'm not saying you're, you weren't a hundred. The way you explained it is a lot better than I could have done. So I Obviously, let you go with that. Yes. I just wanted <laughs> to throw in that it's, it's awesome to that point. But yeah, it's all about God. Everything. When you answer all of those questions with what you're doing for God. Yes. You now have just entered a new level, a new plane. You'll new you want to talk about good stuff yeah that's good stuff it's like i the first like i've said this many times but the first time that i was truly filled with the spirit of the lord i didn't think that i could ever be filled more that it could ever be fuller and then i was and it was like bursting out of me Mm -hmm. and every time it's like you level up right Yeah, yeah yeah every time you think that you're as as high as you can get and then you get the whoop (laughs) then you level up yeah (laughs) you know and then there's there's more because god is everything Mm. so when you can get even a a small percentage of that everything you are overflowing with god have you ever been in church and all you can see is like ham and cheese sandwiches bouncing in front of you and you can't i got this smoked hummus in my refrigerator and these corn chips and I'd really like to get some. <laughs> Go for Can it. you give me like two minutes? And yes, I'm gonna, absolutely. I'll be right back. We're known for eating Did snacks you during too? the show. <laughs> Did he get stoned too? No, but that's a good idea. Hey. No, I'm not going to eat And now he's going to. Look at this. Everybody's leaving me. No, I'm just going to. <sighs> he's going to get a Pepsi. Okay. I know. I've been thinking of those lemon cookies that I made last night. You got the munchies now. Look who's They're pretty good. I put a little lemon zest on the top. It's really good. <laughs> Comes with the snacks. There All you right, go. Sorry about that. That's okay. I didn't eat lunch and I'm just starving and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I figured I could get away with it here. <laughs> you can't, you're in church. You can't bust out a ham and cheese sandwich. That's Damn. Damn. <laughs> They gave me a hard time on New Year's Eve. We did like a six and a half hour podcast. We started at 9 p.m. and we went through New Year's across the country. So we stayed up to like 3.30 and I was eating freaking Doritos here and they were all giving right. me a hard time. They're like, oh, Phelan's eating processed food. I'm like, look, every once in a while, I just got to go in for the chips. I'm sorry. That's just what it is. That's where I'm at. I, no I get amnesty, my cheats huh? too. No amnesty, huh? On, on the processed uh, foods. <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> Oh, I hate when I can flip that shit around. There's five bags of Doritos in a cabinet. (laughs) Because they were buy two, get three free. Right. Pass the Doritos, hold the condemnation. Exactly. Thank you. It's very rare. I'll take my filthy little guilty. But every once in a while, I got to do it. You know, I completely understand. Yeah, you're right. Some days. I got hooked on this stuff. This is salsa that the kid brought home from work. What's that? Our kid works at Jalapenos. That's and uh, he he walked in on the show like right when we started to give his dad chips and salsa, and his dad went and Mick went and yelled at him and was like, "Stop interrupting the podcast to bring me chips and salsa." I know they're out there, so he just went for the chips and salsa from Jalapenos. Yep, there it is. All right. 
Hey, he wouldn't have the restaurant, so the least he could do is bring home a good <laughs> sampling of today's salsa. You know? Oh. All right. Well, I don't remember where we got to last time, but did you guys have any any specific topics you wanted to try to cover? Like, where uh, do you want to go? I think we're just bullshitting yeah. about everything. No, I, we were we kind of just went very much talking about God. Yeah. Where it's going. What the, what what did you put on your 2024 apocalypse, apocalypse bingo, bingo card? card? Because we have ours done. Um, we figure everybody in the, the chat helped out and you, can you pull it up? Oh, no, it's, it's, I it's don't know where in, it is. It's up in Telegram, isn't it? Mm, I think I might have saved it as a file. I thought you put it on Telegram. I think I saved So that it we as could bring it up. File. No, I don't know where it is. Well, it's underneath probably that over there. <clears throat> if it's going to be anywhere. Sure. Mm, no, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, so. All right. Uh, but what what do you think is going to happen in twenty twenty four? All right, I think that what we're going to see are um, an an acceleration of revelations that will be both incredibly good and incredibly bad. So it's mm -hmm. not going to be all bad and it's not going to be all good. But the but the the events are going to be to us breathtaking and for the first time you know like like what you're seeing with biden and, and hunter right now um what you're seeing with trump you know and yeah. um you know big you revelations what's that you think we're gonna have an election i don't think they could allow it they, yeah, they're gonna have to try to stop it because if trump runs then he'll win and, then, and if he wins I think now he's not as naive as he was the last time and he'll if he's oh. real what I actually yeah. believe that the Trump this is what I believe the Trump that we're seeing is not actually Donald Trump it's a body double that's what Benjamin Fulford said he had pretty strong intel that the real Trump had to be whisked away after they stole the election because they were going to assassinate him and his family so they put him in a military base in Greenland or somewhere and the white hat narrative is What's that? He wanted to buy. Remember when he wanted to buy Greenland? Was it Greenland I, or Iceland? He wanted I don't to remember that. No. Okay. And you know the the Trump that we see now does look a little different. He's got more like white under his eyes. He's a little bigger. Um, so if that's true, could be retirement too. You know, I mean, but mm, well, he doesn't have the best diet in the world. I mean, the guy's still eating fucking McDonald's every day. True that, and he's like seventy. Like, but we know he has a body double, and you're right, Lindsay. It was the one that you saw golfing all the time, and he was bigger. He had a bigger ass than yeah. regular Trump. Yeah. So. And he's got a hell of a swing. It makes me wonder. I, I just, you got to wonder about that. Well, and that would change. A body double and has for a long time. What doesn't that dramatically change how you would evaluate what you're seeing though? If you know that he's that he's a body double controlled by the deep state. That then explains why he doubled down on the vax. Correct. It yeah. does. It explains everything. Yep. It explains why he's going for this immunity push right now. Yep. For instance, I made that claim the other night. You know, the reason that Trump's doing this immunity thing isn't so much for Trump, but it's also for Biden, too. Because this isn't any more about Trump. This is more about Biden because we're going to want Biden's head in the fucking pike when we're done with this. When this is said and done, we're going to want him fucking drawn and quartered. But see, even that, Mick, even that, 
The only way he's going to get away with that is because Trump is bringing up right now, well, I'm immune because I was president. Biden's going to say, well, I'm immune because I was president. It's so hard to formulate a, a geopolitical opinion because even the Biden we're seeing isn't Joe Biden. If you, I agree. I it's think a it, body double. No, I think it's his twin brother. Well, it's a guy with a mask on. I've seen pictures of him from the back, and the mask is all pulled up, like wrinkled up I, like this. I, I think it's his brother, his twin brother. Yeah, so... so uh, we, We've seen a lot of shit that people have been saying, oh, well, he's been... Uh, you know, he was fucking he died a long time ago and his twin brother took his place mm. it's a conspiracy theory out there i don't know if it's true or not but we lend credence to it because if you don't look at it you're you're doing the same thing the other side's doing to everybody else well all you got to do is look at older pictures of biden when he was in office and yeah, it doesn't... looks completely different it's it looks totally like different man he doesn't yeah. even look the same when he was in 1977 when he was standing in the u.s senate compared to right now and i'm sorry we had color tv back then and we had pretty good cameras back then yeah. i mean yeah no they were no 4k fucking greatness shit but they were still pretty good you could make out earlobes you could make out noses yeah. you could make out wrinkles and biden looked completely different than he looks right now and the only difference has been a number of years now. You don't have the changes that he's had in his face. And, oh, don't tell me that he had plastic surgery. Where are the fucking scars? Yeah. Where are the scars? You can't hide scars that good. Sorry. And plus, Balchinian, it doesn't explain Balchinian either. One day he didn't have balls hanging from his chin, and the next day he does. I saw that. So it makes you feel really powerless when you, when you realize that the, the people that you're watching play out in, in the geopolitical realm, at the highest points of geopolitical realm, aren't even the people that are you say, they say they are, and those people are run by the bad guys. What? How do you then formulate an opinion about what you should do or what's going on? I, I disagree. I'm powerless. I, I don't think I don't think that's the right word to use. It doesn't make me feel powerless. It makes me feel more empowered, if anything. It pisses me off. It makes me angry to know that <laughs> I've been to for so yeah. many fucking years that I now know that I can literally turn around and tell the government to fuck off. And I don't really give a shit where they go. Don't go away mad. Just go away. But the point is, is that if anything, I'm more empowered over it. And I, I think uh, you shouldn't feel powerless being empowered, being educated, being smart enough to go out and do your own research to figure this shit out. Yeah. That, the goal of it is to be educated. That is, that's what empowers you. That's a good point. Okay. Don't you know that the news media said doing your own research um, leads to becoming a conspiracy theorist, and so you shouldn't do that? That's true. <laughs> well, and they, they legalized propaganda under Obama. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's been the biggest problem that we have is that we have legitimate propaganda out there and that's it. It is propaganda. We're being sp spread a narrative and both sides are a part of it. What you just said, you link both sides to the same bird. Okay, so it's two wings of the same bird. We've known that since the beginning. Yep, yep, yep. I just didn't have actual proof that you had the left and the right actually teaming up and now they're like like you all say they don't give a shit anymore they're not hiding it anymore it's so blatant so they're blatant like, hey, look, look what we're doing because you, wait a minute 
you have brought this up to me for like the last three days. And I'm sorry, we're going to talk about it right now. But you have brought up the last three days to me about this thing about how the MAGA America First candidates are going to get rid of uh, Johnson. Mike Johnson. The Freedom Caucus is trying to get rid of Mike Johnson. How did the Freedom Caucus not know that Mike Johnson was actually working on this bill? I knew about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Folks, if you watch the congressional record, it's it's in the congressional record. How did they not know? Because they're too busy in front of the cameras doing photo ops at the border. This for them not to know that Mike Johnson was working on this. Now I'm questioning who's really an American first candidate, because if I knew about it and you're telling me you didn't know about it, we got some serious issues. Mm hmm. And I'm I'm sorry, she she's brought it up three days and I refuse to talk about it because no, fuck that. You mean to tell me for the it, it's like this whole thing with the secretary of defense. He's been out of pocket for over a week and a half. We just found out about it because somebody finally asked a question about where the secretary of defense is. And everyone's like, oh, and everybody's like, oh, good point. Huh. That's the dude with the codes to the nuclear football, right? Yes, and um, apparently he's been in the ICU with prostate cancer. Um, yeah, or whatever. He's number seven on the list for the next person in charge of the government. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yeah, tell me you're a DEI hire without telling me you're a DEI hire. Go missing for a week and see if anyone notices. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a there's a narrative. Now, I'm not saying I endo- endorse this or I agree with it. I'm just saying it's out there. You got the white hat, black hat narrative. Okay, the white hat narrative is run. The spokespeople are people like Charlie Ward, um, um, Mel Kay, Juan Osavan, mm-hmm. X-22 Report, Benjamin mm-hmm. Fulford, mm-hmm. Simon Parks, Jocko, mm-hmm. okay, General Flynn. Okay, these are all guys that are, are talking about routing the black the bad guys the rockefellers right hold on charlie ward is a pedo who is friends with um, i understand that's why i prefaced my statement with i don't endorse them i got you mel k is an actress i understand uh okay general flynn is just a straight-up shitbag he has said that he is an avowed democrat for his entire life he is a liar we have caught right. him in multiple lies and we know him personally and he's always been a shitbag so and he, he recited the prayer that this witch pr- prays word prayer. for word right yep. so yep. that's why i i prefaced what i said with i don't endorse them and i don't you know yeah, yeah, agree yeah. With they're, them. They're, they're the grifter cl- crowd you're, you're it's right. a narrative that is in the in the truther community and mm-hmm. what i have done is i have listened to them out of one ear over the last five years. And when they mm-hmm. would say something definitive that's happening, that seems to support their narrative, I would go check it out and it was there. Okay, in other words, they would say, you know, this was happening and, and, and these five pedo rings got broken up. Yeah, they're picking and, evidence to support what they want to be true. Perhaps, perhaps. Here's my point. I, I believe that there is validity to the narrative. Like the, the most recent one is that they, they they showed this camera of a, of a guy with a he was a, a um, FBI guy ushering Oprah out of some gathering and then the next day they had Oprah and it wasn't Oprah it was an Oprah mm-hmm. lookalike right yeah. so those are the kind of things that the white hat people would point to to say that these people are being slowly arrested yep okay that's all I'm saying all right yep yep, yep. now. What I we, believe we, were, we got in with Clay Clark early on, and then we realized that he was a grifter, yeah. demonic 
chill. Chill and relax. Well, doesn't it doesn't it make yeah. sense that you would have a similar setup like the Democrat Republican Guild? They're both the two wings of the same bird. And now you've got a higher level version of that. You got the black hat, white hat. On the white hat side, you got all these people, the Q movement, which has validity, but it was co-opted perhaps. We don't know. We don't know. But what's going to happen, potentially, it's going to go one way or the other. Because you asked me, what do I see in 2024? This is my answer. I see something, one of the narratives is going to assert itself as the one that's going to dominate. Now, the, the white hat narrative is saying that Trump and the military are in control. And what we're seeing right now is they are allowing the black hats to play out, knowing that they're busted, right? Mm-hmm. They they really have no recourse. They've lost. And they're allowing them to play this out in the public to raise the level to about 70% of the population that agrees they need to go before the military steps in. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's true. Okay, yep, yep. I'm just saying we've that's hearing, the narrative. We've been hearing for a long time that the military step in when Joe Biden's numbers get below yep. 30% in the polls. It was 40%, then it was 30 Every time that he gets to that point, they, they move the yep. goalposts. So, yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I fully expect the White Hats will not win, but I'm willing to be pleasantly surprised because it's like voting for Hillary or Trump. Which one are you going to vote for, right? You're still going to vote for Trump, even if you think he's a shill, or you won't vote at all. I would much rather have the White Hats come in because maybe they'll give us 50 years of prosperity, renaissance, and I can die of old age instead of being hauled off to the COVID camp. Maybe. We don't know. Or maybe they'll be the ones to haul us off to the COVID camps. I was about to say, you have hopes and dreams. I put my hopes and dreams in my left hand and I shit in my right hand. Guess what's guess which one's filled up faster? <laughs> you fucking shit in my right hand. I can tell you what, I can't hold it anymore. No, I know. People yeah. are fed up, man. They, they just, really are. I, I'm done with uh, with hopes and dreams. I'm I'm done with oh, what can be you know, the last time that we were sold anything was change. And guess what? It was what's in your left pocket, what's in your right pocket, shake it around. That's yep. change. That's what you got from Obama's administration. Oh, and by the way, he wrote a bunch of fucked up laws that now we can't do shit because now we're finding out that all those laws were written when everybody should. Obama never passed those laws. And now we're finding out, oh, no, they were all passed and they were all written. And look at this. Now we can't do anything where even the FBI won't investigate shit because it's going to tear down the whole system. They have a memorandum for it. I told you about it. Yep. Eric Holder said, no, no, no. You, you, if it's going to expose anyone too high up, you can't investigate it. Isn't that stunning? Isn't that that amazing? And that was done in what? 1991? 96, I think. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Well, that's because he was covering up for the Clintons at that point because of, you know, they're the Clintons. Just nuts. Absolutely. One of the evilest families in America. After the Obamas. Well, direct descendants of Rockefellers, you know, why not? Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you did say they, they keep talking. They're talking about bringing down the, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and all the, the 13 families and yada, yada, yada. Um, I think they're all talk. I actually think they're probably working together. The white hat, black hat thing is too binary for me. You have to choose one side or the other. It's just like Republican and Democrat. It's just it's it's white or black, right? You have to choose. 
Yeah. You have to pick a side. I don't like it. I don't like anyone telling me that I have to pick one side or the other. No, All that does you. is divide us. Everything like that is just meant to divide us. Even religion set up to divide us. You have to be a Jew or a Catholic. Or right? Christian. Yeah. A Muslim or a Christian. Like it's everything's set up to divide us. Why do you have to choose a side? Well, speaking what? of choosing a side, I actually have a hard stop coming up at the bottom of this hour. I okay. gotta, I got to jet off of here with you guys, unfortunately. All righty. Well, uh, when when can you come back? Because we're oh, man, I'm a, I'm available. This is what I do, and I I'm so grateful for a chance to just hang out with people like you because my journey has become a, a veil of tears. And actually, I'm encouraged though because it does seem like. Because it's raining red pills, my children are starting to soften. Because basically, they thought dad went nuts because my wife said I need medication because of things I believe. And, to, and know, now they're seeing divorce. now they're seeing it and they're going, oh, yeah. shit, dad was right. Yeah, they're kind of like, hey, maybe dad is on to something. But I mean, nothing even overt enough for them has happened yet. But this year, I think we're going to see so many things are going to vindicate the truthers that I'm hoping to see families reconciled. That's, you know, what I talk about on my channel, wake up or else on YouTube is the journey of the truther and how to walk through this world as a truther when those around you are not truthers. Now yeah. they might be godly, they're like maybe serving the Lord, but they don't want to know about the moon landing and stuff. I'm a uh... Shit. I've been in that situation with my dad. I keep thinking that something I've said has gotten through to him, and then he comes back and gets another COVID jab. So how, I'm like, okay, well, I guess kids? not. Kids are 15, 15, 16, and 21. Okay. So then sit him down and hand him the JFK files. It's Bro, okay. Are you kidding me? Go ahead and tell me I'm crazy. Logic has not worked. Trust me, I've tried. About ten Hughes, Corey Hughes' new book. We have got a friend, Corey Hughes. He just wrote a fucking epic. This book is fucking amazing. He just wrote a book about the JFK conspiracy. It is the most comprehensive it, book on what really happened at JFK. Like you can't get more in depth. We did an eight and a half hour podcast with him about on November twenty second in. 2020 yep we did an eight and a half hour podcast with him about this book him writing this book and all what the jfk did, stuff everything i mean everything from who was involved to where they were and how you knew they were there and the proof he had and the proof behind this family that family and he ties everything up with jim garrison down in louisiana and everything that took down took place down there following the dallas uh oh it is nuts it is fucking it was it was epic it's awesome and his book is amazing give him that that's where you start that's i think that is the one that breaks the ice for everybody when you realize Maybe, that but, the government was involved in that you're like but on for kids that age though yeah. would it even affect them because no they, they jfk has no impact on their lives well not not only that but my kids told me dad if you talk about crazy things i can't have a relationship with you. so any any attempt to try to convince them is viewed as a violation of their censorship guideline and they get mad and is viewed as me uh, telling them it's their fault. They have a lot of guilt by association uh, reactions. So I've basically been relegated to shut up or else uh, relationship with them. The I, only way I can stay with in rapport is if I don't talk about things. I, I love it. You know what? I, I lived it. 
I, I lived it. You know, yeah. want to know why? My father's Irish. My mother was Irish. My father and my mother. <laughs> say no more, right? <laughs> my father and mother hated each other. Let me tell yeah. you something. My you father, ref my mother refused to let my father tell us any stories about anything military. So yeah. you know what he did in his office? Because it was his office. Yep. His office. You know what books were the only books that were allowed out on the tables there? So if you were sitting in his office, the only books that you could read were shit about like military shit. He was so all you do in your house when they come over to your place, the only books that are out and about are conspiracy theories. You make sure that the only books that they can read, the only things that are in the video VCR, you put out DVDs. We don't have and VCRs you don't and DVDs tell them anymore. that they have to watch them. You don't say you have to do anything. But you're in my house, and these are the only hey, things I've got to do. So Ed Dowd's, Ed Dowd's coffee table book is actually is is an excellent icebreaker. That's got all kinds of data. And I think and it, no. What's like I I hear what you're saying, but I think what's going to have to happen is like my son started listening to a guy named Andrew Tate. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're familiar with him. I, and yep. at the time, I didn't know he was awake. I heard him interviewed uh, Elon, uh, um, Alex Jones interviewed Elon, and they mm -hmm. had Vivek on there, and then Andrew Tate chimes in. So there's four titans on there, and they're doing an interview, and I, that's when I found out Andrew Tate is awake on a lot of topics. Yep. And so I texted my son, I said, Hey, I didn't know your guy was awake. He said, you know, half the things that he's talking about are what your mother divorced me about, just saying. So that's she what's going to have to happen. The people in their circles are going to have to tap them on the shoulder. Yeah. And they're going to have because if, if I make any attempt, trust me, I've tried. If I make any attempt to bridge any gaps, even if I don't talk about the concepts, just, hey, let's talk about what happened with mom and dad. Just, you know, how, how are you doing? I don't want to talk about it. So the door is slammed shut, bro. Yo, I, I get you, but shit, honestly, just wait, just wait. Oh yeah, you, I know, I look, got hope. Look, there's one, look, there's one thing I understand, and this is so fucking dead honest, I, I couldn't, couldn't make this up if I tried. When I was a kid growing up, I fucking despised my father fucking hated him with every ounce of my being didn't want to be anything like him didn't want to have anything to do with him didn't want to do anything like that the same feeling you fostered in our teenager and let me tell you something when i turned 28 years old and i was doing exactly what my father did mm. it all hit me in the face like a ton of bricks yeah that, although i hated him he showed me exactly what I have to do to survive everything that's going to be thrown at me. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I survived everything with flying colors, with nary an issue. Mm -hmm. And I look back with nothing but honor and glory for him. And I appreciate everything he showed me. But I tell you, the best part is the best part of waking up. And no, I'm not going to go the weed route with this one. Is Folgers in your <laughs> is it in your cup? Because when your kids come to you and they go, "Holy shit, Dad!" You know, you were fucking right. I'm an idiot. No, when when now our almost twelve year old has been coming huh. to us recently um, because he's hearing from his friends online and you know whatever in school indoctrination camps whatnot. Um, that the Bible is a theory that it's, uh, it couldn't possibly be real, that no book could have survived for so long, yada, yada. So every time, but he, he's close enough to us and comfortable enough with us that he can bring this to us and basically ask for us to dispute it. 
Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, the, the Bible is just a theory. We had this whole conversation this morning. We're, so go look up Mount Ararat. So we sent him to go look up Mount Ararat and see Noah's Ark. Yeah, there you go. And so, you know, we're like, oh, so that survived. And then we're telling him about how some of the uh, the Talmudic scrolls were stolen by the Gazan fighters when they came into Israel. Mm. Like those were the original scrolls that Jesus read from in Galilee. Those same scrolls. So if that has survived for 2000 years, yeah. why do you think that these other things can't? And, but we, we got into this whole conversation. I was like, you know what? I understand mm-hmm. because in America, 200 years is a long time. And in Europe, 200 miles is a long distance. I said, and you're an American. You have no, you, you wouldn't give a second thought to getting in the car and driving 200 miles, but 200 years escapes you. Yeah. Nick and I have the benefit of having been all over the world. Um, I spent, I lived in Europe for a while, and we've seen the architecture and the culture and the history, right? The history over there is, it's living. It's a part of everyone and everything. That's not true here. Everything is constantly being reset, torn down and, you know, rebuilt as something uglier and stupider. Hmm. Um, but I think when people experience that history and we're trying to get this through to him, they can understand how things can last for 2000, 3000 years. And, you know, you said something at the beginning of the show about how angels are are smarter than we are, more intelligent. And that's not really true. It's just that they live a lot longer and they're not immortal. They do eventually, will eventually die. But um, their lifespan, they they judge their lifespans in jubilees in, right, a jubilee is 49 years as laid down in Enoch. They judge their lifespan in jubilees because they live so long. Well, over the course of that time, you gain a lot more knowledge. Knowledge doesn't necessarily equal intelligence. It's just more knowledge, right? They've seen things that we could never even imagine because they've been on this. They've been watching us for so long, literally millennia, where, you know, for us, 200 years is a long time. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So listen, I'm super grateful for uh, hanging out with you guys. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a blast. And um, yeah, I got a book I just got. It's the most incredible proof the Bible was written by God. It's called Math Proves the Holy Bible. Maybe Mm. next time we could get into that and I'll show absolute proof the Bible was not written by men. It's amazing. Yes. The numbers don't lie. Yeah, the numbers numbers do not lie. You got it. You got it. All right. So just right. let me plug the book real quick. It's yep, called yes, The Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide. You can get it on Amazon in paperback or audio. And you can find it through my website, which is wakeuporelse.com. And it's a, a guidebook for persecuted truthers. If you're trying to figure out how to walk through this life as a truther, that book will help you. It's 300 pages. Wakeuporelse.com. Down one. There it is. There, there it you is. go. Wakeuporelse.com. Yeah, you awesome. can get it through there. And uh, thanks, guys. It was great to see you again. Glad I to hear you're say, feeling um, Ben, didn't you buy his book the last time he was on? You said it was awesome. Yeah. Nice. We've had some people reach out saying yeah. a good book. So, yeah. Awesome. Right. Not a problem. All right. All right, guys. Appreciate you much. We appreciate you. We'll, we'll talk to you later. We'll see you soon. Take care, guys. God Have bless. Yep. All right. So All there right. you go. That was fun. End of the world prophecies. Hmm. We're all fucked. A little bit of everything. And now, do this again? Sure, why not? So we get out of here. All right.
You want to get high? Sure. I do. Wow, it's going to be a an a quadru- a an, quadru- I was going to an early truespiracy. We're only at three hours. Damn. That's like nothing for us. Going early and shit. Well, what else do you want to talk about? The game's on now. Oh, geez. Hopefully the Packers are kicking the shit out of the cowgirls. I'm, I'm a cheesehead today. I'll be a cheesehead today. I'm pulling for the pack today. Go pack. Because why? Because fuck the cowgirls. I mean, seriously. That's why. I'm an Eagles fan. Sorry. <laughs> you want to reload this real quick? Yep. We do. <laughs> we can only hope so. We can. Oh my god. Alright. Wow. So, just so you guys know, in case you missed it. I did. I missed everything. Obviously. Obviously. We are now broadcasting Liana's show on our channel during the day. Obviously, with her permission. So, right after the good book, we go over to Liana's show and play that on our channels. Um, Not on the Red Pill Project, but on the Patriot Party podcast channels. Anything that is donated to our channels, especially Pill during that time, goes to Liana. We always send it to Liana anyway. We literally donate like all the gold pills that you guys give us during the shows. All of that goes to Liana. We were saving it for a long time and we just gave it all to her. For, make sure when it gets up to a certain level, we, we just give it, it to Liana. So we haven't um, done it yet because we haven't got up to the fucking level yet. Yeah. But the last time we did, we gave it all to her. Um, so, uh, and that's just to help her out with the, legal troubles that she's having right now. Um, we don't make any money off of that. We're not trying to steal her viewers. We are actually trying to help her, trying out. to help her get more viewers, trying to give her some more exposure, especially because every time she has come on one of our shows, um, which, you know, she's been on a whole bunch. She's on a lot. Every time she's been on one of our shows, we always get, where do we find Liana's show? And a lot of people aren't on Pilled, and she was hard to find on Rumble. So, so we just wanted to make it easier. That's it. So we're broadcasting her shows with her permission. And yes, when we had been out in Vegas right before Justin died, we talked about doing, um, getting together and doing a 24-hour show or doing a, like, basically a combining our channels. Podcast. All three channels all together. Which is why we have Justin's logins for a lot of his channels, and we still broadcast on those. So we are making it a big wolf pack channel, the home for the wolf pack right here. And um, I mean, I'm even, I was planning on reaching out to James too and see if he wanted to jump in on it. Sometimes his shows conflict with ours, but on the days they don't see if, you know, we want him, if he would like us to broadcast his show on our channel as well. And understand too, that most of those channels, like James's channel is heavily shadow banned, heavily shadow banned. I mean, I know I'm heavily shadow banned on X because I put out a post and it gets I mean, like four people to look at it yeah. when she's got like 5,000 people following exactly, her. Exactly. Doesn't right? make any sense. Um, but that's okay. The more we can put each other's stuff out and get the truth out there, the better. More people get to see it. That's it. 
better chance. It's we not have about of- clickbait. It's not about views. And no, Lindsay doesn't simp for our channel. I've asked her to go through and put out clips. She does that on at our behest to go using her own discer- discernment and judgment and pick in, you know, a couple of clips. I've asked a bunch of people to do that. A couple of clips from, from the show, you know, one every couple of days and put it out on your social media. Anything that speaks to you. So anyway, that's uh, where we're at with that. What, what, okay, but what spawned all of that? Sparky being an ass hat. Oh, probably just drunk. I know you missed it, but I was following like the whole chats. 10 o'clock over there. Well, that's fine. I was still following the chats and Sparky was being a serious ass hat. So okay. uh-huh. I wanted to readdress that, clear up any confusion. Got an issue, ask about it. We'll tell you the truth. Yeah. You should. Michelle CloudHub isn't playing lives. That's weird. <clears throat> I went on there the other day. And it was the first time I'd been on there in forever, to be honest. I uh, sadly neglect CloudHub. Um, but uh, maybe I need to get better at that. It says it's broadcasting on our CloudHub channel. So I think it is anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right there. we're on CloudHub. So, I don't know. Weird. We'll have to figure that one out. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't either. Because we have actually a pretty large following over there. But I did see that when I was on there the other day, like the numbers on CloudHub went down <laughs> a lot. Like we used to get like tens of thousands and now it's like a couple hundred. And I was like, what the fuck happened? So, I don't know. Weird weird and maybe that's it maybe that's the uh the changes that have been putting in that's a possibility maybe somebody bought it we didn't know well no it. we know it, no todd calendar took over he's the new ceo cloud up <coughs> he's a lawyer i think he lives in spain although he's american um he goes on SGT report like once a week with Dr. Lima, your doctor. <coughs> anyway, he's oh. the new CEO of CloudHub. So if he doesn't like your content, he's censoring no, what you're... not at all. No, he's totally 100% open free speech, open platform. Like that's his thing. Um, he's 100% open. You say whatever you want. But they have been doing some like in the back technical changes, changing, like changing the platform over, getting it so that um, you can listen to, they're looking at some kind of AI instant translator where you can watch any show in your language. So I know they've been trying to, maybe that's why it's not playing lives right now because they're trying to integrate that AI translator into the, um, into the shows. Oh, well, that would suck. So, I mean, I'm sure it'll come back up, but that's a possibility as to why that's happening. So I know there've been a lot of changes to cloud hub and they're working on making it better, but you know, it's like, I'm trying to get organized. Right. So when you, when, when I clean, it literally looks like a fucking bomb went off until it's clean. It always gets so much worse because I have to take everything out and reorganize it and clean it and then put it all back in. But there's a hot minute where everything's spread out all over the fucking floor. Kind of the same deal it'll be a lot worse until all of a sudden it's a thousand times better. 
All right. So hold hold your horses. That's what she's trying to say, I'm guessing. Something like that. There you go. Right. Isn't Sparky being an ass a yearly thing now? I mean, it is. It used to be like a, a daily thing, and, and then it was a weekly thing, and then a monthly thing. So he's gotten better. I, yeah, whatever. It is. Whatever. And I know he's in pain right now because he beat up his neighbor for killing his dog and broke his hand, his jerk off hand, too. So he can't even jerk off. He can't so, even punch us. Oh, man. no. And his wife broke her hand, too. Um, oh. Trying to, trying to I, I don't know, in the same ruckus. And then um, it's the hand that she jerks him off with. So oh. now he said that. Uh, can't even ghost hand it no he was like i, I feel like I'm, i like feel like i'm cheating on my wife <laughs> when she jerks me off with her other hand i don't recognize it it doesn't feel the same <laughs> so i get it sparky's having a rough time right now we'll give him a break <laughs> oh shit so anyway <laughs> all right hmm. yes tammy that's exactly right patience <sighs> patience yes either way I guess we're going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So uh, y'all have a fucking great day. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, 545 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. She'll mm -hmm. be back at 08 tomorrow morning for the good book. Mm -hmm. And at 9.05, Leanne will take over and take us from there. I'm going to go do some cooking with Liam. So um, Sparky. Somebody you know was talking about that earlier and said they love those. Good. You know you're still listening. Um, you can follow me on TikTok. Uh, at freedom oh, gardens shit. three yeah let the scratch out i gotta put the scratch out. freedom gardens with the number three after it so freedom gardens three on tiktok and i just do the cooking with liam or electroculture or whatever um and i might put them on instagram too yeah. but whatever no one it's our safe, me over there. safe channel um and next week's freedom garden show will primarily be cooking with liam we'll put all that together but uh so yeah we're gonna go maybe see if we can set this camera up in there work that out yeah, some point. Yeah. Anyway, scratch is out. Mm -hmm. So go get the scratch. Uh, but again, she'll be back tomorrow at 08 for that, for the good book, yep. and then 905 for Leanna's show. Mm -hmm. Till then, fuckers, y'all have a great weekend. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday for the Mick and V Lynn. Peace. Thanks for watching, y'all.